Hello, my name is Al Deschino, known online as Christian Ninja, and welcome to Of Interest. Today is Saturday, September 18th, 2021, and I'm so glad you're listening. Every week from Monday to Thursday, 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, I'm a full-time variety Twitch streamer and online missionary using everything from silly pictures to serious talk, Bible studies to video games, and everything else I can think of to connect with, mentor, love, serve the gaming and streaming community, as well as the lost, lonely, and disenfranchised who are online every day looking for a positive, open, encouraging, and meaningful online family. This podcast is just an extension of that ministry, but it's only part of what I'm up to, so if you want to find my other other content like my free books, YouTube videos, articles, messages, and 3D printing store, check out artofthechristianninja.com. In this week's episode, I'm excited to share something a little different, a talk show interview I did with the hosts of the Not The Bee unofficial podcast, where I share, well, about a little of everything. Hello, welcome to the podcast. I'm so glad you're listening. How are you doing today? I hope you are really well. I just want to jump in here before I hit go on the interview to let you know about some amazing things that have been happening in my life lately. I could really use your prayers, encouragement, and support. First, the channel has been absolutely exploding lately, and it's blowing my mind. We just hit 400 followers, 50 subscribers. Each stream has over 20 average viewers. The YouTube channel hit 79 subscribers, and that's pretty good too. I am amazed at how fast and consistent the growth is, and that's all because supporters like you are praying for me, watching the streams, lurking, or helping me financially so I can concentrate my full energies on it. I am so thankful for you. But I don't want to talk about numbers. I I want to share with you something that God is doing and kind of pushing me towards. And I don't want to take up too much time because this episode is already going to be way longer than usual. But I want you to know that I've been feeling a call towards becoming a pastor and mentor to the Christian content creation community. And that's been kind of cooking in the back of my mind for a little while now. And I never really wanted to talk about it too much because I wasn't sure if it was what God wanted me to do. But it's starting to happen and I want to share. You see, when I started the channel, I assumed it was going to be primarily evangelistic. My heart is for the lost, the lonely people who watch Twitch, the gamers, the streamers who are there at home. That's that's what I've been concentrating on. But the people I've been attracting to the channel have been a lot broader than I thought they'd be. Long story short, there's a lot of Christian streamers, a lot of content creators, and believers who are without a church family who watch regularly. And a big part of the streams have been, and there's really no better way to put this, me pastoring them. And I've been feeling God's pull to move my ministry in that direction. So I've had people from all over the world, talented creators, pastors, ministry leaders, individual brothers and sisters, consistently tell me that they feel like I'm bringing something to the online community that is sorely needed. Experience, maturity, theological training, technical expertise, and an understanding and passion for online missions. I'm a bit of a unicorn in that way. And so this week, after some people from totally outside my box, a businessman from Singapore, an esports ministry leader from southern U.S., started talking to me about my ministry and how I can go to another level and the other things I can do, I... I sat down and I used my stream to talk to a bunch of Christian creators from all over the world, and it was my biggest stream ever, and I just asked the simple question, how many of you want me to mentor you as a sort of online pastor? How many of you want me to pour my energies into creating a system, a curriculum, a mentoring program for Christian content creators to go through 
where I can lead and train and teach you how to be a better Christian disciple, better disciple maker, and a better Christian streamer. And the response was honestly overwhelming. So that's what I'm asking you to pray about. If this is what God wants me to do, it's going to take a huge commitment, so much time. My current streams are already a full-time job, and designing, writing, teaching, and leading a whole three-year discipleship program, yeah, I'm thinking pretty big right now, that's going to be its own full-time job too. Now, I'm willing to do it, and I've already got a bunch of ideas and plans, but I need some support. So here's what I want you to pray about, to talk to your friends about, to talk to your churches about, whoever else. I need these. First, if I'm going to do this right, I need a team. I need a business person, an artist, and a couple of experts. I could do it on my own, and I have done stuff like this in the past on my own, but the product will be so much better, the people will be served so much more, and it'll come out way faster if I have a good, godly team. So pray that God shows me the right people. Second, I need some major donors. I want to pour my whole self into making this material, into mentoring and raising up a generation of Christian content creators who are fully devoted followers of Christ, know the scriptures, know God, and create excellent content that attracts people from all around the world. And that's only going to happen if I can find some major donors to fund the project and give me the freedom to do that. My goal right now is a consistent $5,000 per month. That puts my family a little bit over what is considered the poverty line in Canada, but it's enough to pay the bills. I think some incredible things are going to happen over the next couple months, and I am really excited about it. I hope you'll join me. I hope you are excited too. Thank you for all your support. Thank you for your prayers, and thank you for listening. The following audio was recorded for the unofficial Not The Bee Social podcast, which is a sort of in-house podcast for all the people who are part of this invitation-only social network. And I was given permission to be part of it, and I was given permission to share this podcast with you. The hosts are named Israel and FNH, short for Faithful Not Helpful, and it was a lot of fun to record, so I hope you enjoy it. Welcome to the official Not The Bee Social Podcast with your hosts, Israel and FNH. Thank you, Flowerbed, a.k.a. Kirk, not Captain Kirk, <laughs> from a couple weeks ago, for that wonderful and beautiful introduction. Hopefully this, one day. <laughs> maybe we'll get we're that get, one we're, we're getting close, I feel like. Yeah, we're working on him on that. <laughs> This is the official Not The Be Social podcast. I am Israel. You can follow me at Israel. And I'm joined here with my good friend. This is Faithful Not Helpful. Uh, you can follow me at FNH on Not To Be. And we are joined by uh, a very interesting guy um, with a very good ministry. His name is XTN. Yes, good. It's always fun to show up to a new stream and have him go... Is that Chinese? Is that Latvian? Is that is that is, is that some kind of Eastern European? 
Yeah, no, it's actually supposed to be Christian, and the X is the it's the cross. cross. Because I guess yeah. you couldn't do two T's. That would be well, and, even and, more confusing. Capital T. Because X I X I A N really is a, a Chinese name, which would not work at all. Xian. You guys don't understand how hard it is. Xi Jinping. That's just that's just the tip of the iceberg. <laughs> so, uh, Christian Ninja is joining us. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourselves, uh, about yourself, for those who may not know you on uh, Not to Be. Well, I'm a full time streamer, podcaster, pastor, YouTuber from Canada. I've been working hard for the last six months to uh, build an online community of streamers, of gamers, of people who are locked in their home, lonely, depressed. Those kind of people that are stuck online trying to find a friend and trying to do it through. Uh, building an open, encouraging, and meaningful online family through gaming, real talk, and God's truth. That's the uh, that's the tagline, and uh, I really believe in all that. So How not can, to be then. So, <laughs> you're designed just for us? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> how, can, uh, how can people uh, uh, follow you and find you online and on Not To Be? I am X-T-I-A-N Ninja, Christian Ninja. Pretty much everywhere. So that's like everywhere. But if you really want to find my stuff, it's artofthechristianninja.com. That's my website. That's my homepage. That's where all the links are, artofthechristianninja.com. And that's not with an X. That's actual Christian. Oh, yep. And art with an A, I imagine. A-R-T of the C-H-R-I-S-T-I-A-N, like the song, Ninja. Yeah. There's another version of that song with Joel Osteen. It goes, I am a C. I am a C H I am a C H A R L A T A N. I think I, I might have spelled that wrong, but <laughs> yeah, you had to think about it. But yeah, it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness! So, yeah, so uh, Israel's ribs are still broken, um, and we yeah. are going to see if since this is the third week in a row, we're going to see if we continue it our humor attacks uh, that we may be able to grant him perpetual breakage of the ribs. Yeah, I appreciate it is, that. It is my greatest dream to have someone cry in pain because I made them laugh. If it's possible that I can hear a snapping sound through the microphone, uh, no. it'll make my week. I, I have this like aversion to it when I talk to people about it, that when I explain how the doctor thinks it broke, if I I'm like visualizing it in my head and I start getting queasy because I just can't <laughs> for whatever reason, I just don't like, you know, I, it w- I was fine when my wife was in the, the delivery room and she was giving birth to our children, but like outside of that room, no, nah, I can't, I don't think I can handle it anymore. So did he, did he basically describe it? How you, uh, how it broke like a Kit Kat bar? Uh, no, see that's food. And you know, I'm, I'm okay with that one. Kit Kats are delicious. And ribs are delicious. But it's inside me when I'm talking about it. Yeah. When I'm talking about mine, you know, that, 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 that that's a problem. In excruciating detail. I, I need to hear every piece. Come yeah. on. <laughs> so, um, so we will be talking with Christian Ninja about his ministry, about being a live stream gamer and uh, having a, a, like I said, a ministry to uh, the people dwelling in their basements afraid to come out no just but for all the people that's online, not wrong no. <laughs> uh, a little later on oh goodness this hurts uh fnh why don't you uh, tell us what's been going on recently uh it's been a hard uh, couple of weeks so uh just uh for those that know no and uh, i'm not gonna say it on air but uh yeah it's just been a little tough but um 
I will say though that a problem fellow employee who has been a problem, I have not been told the details, but he was supposed to be quitting. And I think I mentioned a few times already about issues about him not wanting to finish his work, his allotted work schedule and whatnot. And he was, he was basically let go um, either yesterday mm. or today. Uh, I don't know why, but apparently it was um, a big deal. So, uh, and that was your lot, fault, but, right? No, I was going to say no. I wouldn't. And, there, and there, there were no beard hairs everywhere in his in his <laughs> office. You know. <laughs> wow, that. <laughs> yeah, y'all don't know him, but that just made it a whole lot worse. Um, <laughs> Mission yeah. accomplished. Thank you very much. And that'll be. A- yeah. <laughs> oh man. Anyway, yeah. Um, so I guess that was nice because it was going to be awkward for him to be there today anyway because he is like diagnosed got mental issues Hmm. and very, very paranoid. And so ever since he's been quitting and then he got arrested and couldn't make it to work. So my boss had to fill in for him. Like he, when he came in the next time, he just was trying to hunt down whoever was talking bad about him. Like he asked me what my boss, what our boss was saying about him. I was like, dude, I haven't seen her. He was like, why? And I said, because he, she worked for you when you didn't make it to work. And then she's been sleeping because he works night shift, mm. you know, and she works day shift. And she all of a sudden had to work 24 hours. And split that's rough, dude. Yeah. That, that, that sounds like it. Because uh, one of the, I don't know, you, we want to work as human beings. We want to, we want to have productive work. And part of that productive work means we want to work with other people. I think we have an instinctual desire to, you know, do the thing that we're the task set before us in such a way that at least it's adequate. And as soon as you get involved with people who are actively difficult, you know, that uh, oh, yeah. we used to call them EGRs, extra grace required people, you know, it, <laughs> it's not just a, a, a minusing issue. They don't just subtract from the, from the problem. It's, it's an exponentially backwards thing and oh, it becomes yeah. it, it infinitely more difficult. Oh yeah. It, yeah. It, it, he, he had a lot of issues, you know, and I mean, definitely a guy to be praying for, but like, I mean, his, he, he, he was very difficult to work with at times. So I'm not sad to see him go. I'll put it like that. So, and now I work with less difficulty, but at the same, to be fair, though, at the same time, he did a lot of things very well that I am going to miss because I know that his replacement is not going to be doing those things as well. Hmm. We're going to get off of that because I'm not at work and I don't really want to sit here and think about it so much since I have to be there tomorrow anyway. Um, <laughs> Israel, why don't you tell us a little bit about your week? Um, I know a bunch of different things happened. I'll give you an update on my rib. I, I had, I think I had mentioned it uh, on not to be itself, but the doctor, I, I got a second opinion because the pain did not go away. Um, and the doctor, as he was, he had me lay down and he was pressing on the rib and having me do deep breaths and he could feel uh, it moving. And he said, it's, it's broken. Whereas the, the first doctor in the urgent care said, no, I don't see any, I don't see any, um, you know, fractures or anything. And I think it was my make America great again, mask that uh, the first doctor just didn't want to tell me the truth. I think, um, anyway, so he said that it's, it's broken. And so it'll take like six to eight weeks to 
to fuse back together and all that. I've never broken a bone before. So this is a, a new thing for me this afternoon. It actually felt you're not Jesus. No. And I would never claim to be him. So, yeah. He didn't break any bones either, I guess. You, you've Which, been podcasting him with him for this long and you and just, just figured this out <laughs> just now because of that evidence. Well, the reason being, good, dude. Yeah. Well, the reason being, was I hit it well. He, he um, <laughs> yeah. Well, his name being Israel and whatnot. Uh, I threw you. No, I can understand. Yeah. yeah. And, and also, too, he has a propensity to get these um, holier than thou moments. What? Well, and yeah, that too. <laughs> he flossy glows. It's weird. Yeah. <laughs> if you can but, see my head right now, it does exactly. look like it's a little, <laughs> yeah, he's got a little, little halo. halo where the light is. Yeah. <laughs> they also had somebody contact him that uh, claimed to be Jesus. Oh, uh, that I forget which week that was, but so they had that to have was, a, like a battle in the parking lot to see which one really was. It was a phone. It was a phone call thing. It was nuts. I got to tell you which one it was later. You got to go listen, go listen to that one. And, and the descriptions that I was taking notes as this guy was talking to me on the phone. It was crazy. Yeah. How many rows of teeth did he have? He said he had three rows of teeth. He remembered the crucifix, his crucifixion. And these were at least this was, uh, this is how he, he was showing his evidence was, that he was Christ. But right. three rows of teeth really threw me for a loop. Yeah. That, was, one, that wouldn't stick in the brain. Yeah. No, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm like, I don't yeah. remember that being a requirement. That, that's like the first thing I think of when I think of that guy. It's like, uh, um, yeah, that might so, be in the Silmarillion of the Bible, whatever, you know, whatever the other. <laughs> um so anyway my uh i have some painkillers and things that i'm on uh to help the pain go away and help me sleep at night Um, which only makes the podcast more fun right and i can stop taking them whenever i want that's right um uh however on on friday we had a a couple's dinner at church where they had you know um uh, married couples and some unmarried couples and there was one table every table sat six no we did not we had a cordon bleu was quite good hold on blue but every table oh. sat six and one table sat seven so <laughs> you know that poor <laughs> that poor uh single guy who sat by himself with with the other uh, people was great or that um, lucky polygamist that's the other option that, that <laughs> do, you, do, you, do y'all have uh, mormons that y'all say? no no we don't we we eschew that uh you know we shall be uh what is it uh you leave your father and mother and cleave to your wife. That's single, singular, singular. Um, but it was nice to, to get out. They had a child. They were watching the children all in the nursery there at church. Uh, it was just great to get to spend time with, uh, with the other adults. Uh, it was nice. And we just had a good weekend. Um, yeah, some more stuff had it on there, but I'm, I'll take too, t- too long talking about the rest yeah. of that. So I do want to mention too, because I, um, I know some people that I played with would probably kill me if I didn't mention it. Um, I did have a highlight, which was that, um, Your late we, night thing, right? It wasn't late night. It was early morning. Um, we all, uh, me, Gamillus, um, Austin H, uh, Kyle, not the man who is our uh, sound tech guy. Um, I think my son just wanted to give me his his mama's phone. That was weird. Hold on one second. Going off. Shut that door. <laughs> ah, anyway, best that we don't see the video. That was yeah. That was good. Yeah, and all uh, stuff right there. Yeah, it really was. <laughs> and uh, fuzzy thinker. We all were playing D and D. That was a lot of fun. So yeah. 
to just sitting around summoning Satan the whole time. See, I'm Baptist, so I, uh, I'm immediately going to turn this whole thing. This is there. Well, no, we, we need to have an intervention. Oh yeah. Thankfully, thankfully, we didn't. We don't have any magic users except for our bard, and that's just he yeah. just um he basically summons his spells through the power of heavy metal. So it's a little. <laughs> Next See, thing you're going to start telling me that you use Pokemon cards, that you were dancing. And Magic then, the like, Gathering. He actually did dance on the corpses he slew, so that, that, that did happen. We can't have that. You know you know what they say, that the, the reasons that Baptists don't don't have... Uh, never mind. I'm not going to finish it. I think I know that joke. <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's lots of Baptist jokes. <laughs> I think I know that very specific one. Because <laughs> I, too, am Baptist. So oh. He's yeah. very proud of his baptism. I'm very that's, proud. That, that's another reason why, you know, we were yeah. talking about, you know, him being Jesus and whatnot. Right. See, my sanctification well. just kicked in. That that joke would have come out <laughs> uh, like a year ago. That's pretty good. That's a good one. Uh, if your well, sanctification relies upon you, t- whether you tell a joke or not, you may have other issues going well, on. The Either that, or are you like doing that. like super good? It's the editing. <laughs> it's it's the brain editing that that, yeah. that has the market improvements. There you go. Yeah, I I. I, I I haven't mastered that yet at all. Uh, Israel will tell you. And my wife yeah. will tell you too. Well, so. so Christian Ninja, why don't you tell us what's been going on with you then recently? It's the last little while here. The uh, honestly, dude, I've been I've been sitting in my basement for six straight months. It's been uh, it sounds <laughs> intense because it is the it, it wow, like log jam of thoughts. What have I been doing? for the last little while like honestly i've been working on the channel working on the channel working on the channel working on the channel that's all i've been doing uh sometimes 12 14 hours a day six days a week seven days a week and i've been you know like just trying to kill it to get this thing as as uh as god honoring and, and excellent as possible and as i do that because i have i've hit burnout twice because i've got you know issues with depression and because i'm you know sort of uh, fried from some abuse in, in the past and stuff like that you, you kind of go 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 and then i hit the wall and i go slink into the corner for a couple of days and i'm not able to function then i you know I, I sit around being miserable and watch naruto way too much and then i you know climb out and god graces me with some some energy some creativity and i you know go pound it out some more and I, basically i waffling back and forth between that like the uh the two weeks ago was some of the greatest you know like just god moments all week long and then the next week I was just exhausted and so everything was chill. And then I hit the wall on, on Friday and I just spent the evening, like two days ago, I was just sitting in my, in the basement trying not to cry for, for six hours and then wake up the next day and, you know, you kind of go, okay, that was, that was crappy. And, but we've, we've done that before <laughs> you wake up, you have breakfast you make sure you make extra potatoes and you, and you, you come sit down and you do your devos and you seek God and then you keep working. You know what I mean? Like that's that for me, it it's, that's my life. And it's been like that for, for about six months now. Well, I'm glad you shared that. Cause I mean, I just couldn't imagine my life being a Canadian. So, um, <laughs> well, what's nice though is, uh, you know, every time I feel bad, I just go to the hospital and get my feelings checked and, and it's free. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> I, it must have been the pills. It must have been the pills. No, you guys, you guys, you guys are good. This is going to be a good episode. Uh, so uh, let's go ahead, and then after we've got all that through, um, <laughs> NTB updates. Let's do it. Time for some Dan Dylan updates. So now we have a great cancel culture button. 
Tell us about that, Israel. Let's just not say that on there. No, but I had the culture bit. <laughs> okay, this is this is a small thing that I noticed. The when you would be re- responding to a comment or or you know doing a reply, the cancel button was red, and I noticed that over the weekend. I think Dan changed it to gray. So there's some UI. There's there's various UI improvements. That is one of them. There's also the <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, the collapsible posts, like when you go to a group or you go to the um, the the social page, it used to just be there. There was that big text box that you could just you know tap or or click in and then start typing, but now it's this smaller box, and then you tap or click it, and then it expands and it collapses up like that. Mm. It canceled and that goes away. I have feelings so, about that. Oh yeah. Oh, I I don't I didn't like that change at all. I didn't notice. I I lost where the the box was at first. Yeah, that's why. Mm-hmm. Like old people don't don't accept that kind of stuff. It you can leave the box where it was. You make it big and bright. Why on earth would you take something that's bright red and turn it gray? And I can't see stuff. Give me a and break. Let's face it. Uh, not to be is like fifty percent boomer population. <laughs> it's true. Come on, <laughs> it man. really is. I mean, really that is. being said, <laughs> now you, you, they, turn, they, you they, turn the cancel from red to gray. You've at least allowed for thirty percent of the people to not be quite as triggered. So that <laughs> I mean, that's probably helpful. Well, and also probably the most controversial thing that he did was he actually changed the app icon to white from its uh, green to now white, which yep. my wife was very upset about because she color codes her apps. And so now in the bluish green <laughs> section of her apps is this big old white thing. Yep. And I said, well, honey, just move it. She said, you are obviously not a female. You, don't you know, it's muscle memory at that point where you know that where that button is. For, I had to I had to update mine. I, when, I, I, I know where she, it is, but then I have to said, second guess myself. I love it when she said that it's a woman thing, you know, that you would understand. You immediately came to the defense and tried. I get to, it. You were woman-splaining, mansplaining what women were feeling. Hang on. Let me adjust how I'm sitting as well here, too. And, you know, <laughs> you know so, I... It, no, I get it. I understand. Spreading and manspreading. Yeah, exactly. Um, as a deity, he does have the ability to see from both sides <laughs> more easily than us mortals. That's true. But even uh, uh, Christ, struck even Christ uh, asked for forgiveness for the mansplaining and racism. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I uh, that was a joke and right. not in the blasphemous form. I just want to point that out right, right. now. I'm Theology not group. that whatsoever. I'm making fun of the people that claim it. Just so we're clear <laughs> before I start getting trying to get canceled. On You've that. gotten emails before. This is the man who's gotten emails speaking. <laughs> no, I've actually never gotten an email. Um, I am that kind of a loner. Anyway, uh, also, there is quick links, links button added yep. to the app, which that, I think is probably the coolest thing. I, I was thinking actually because, you know, because we got all these groups now. It's very difficult to go through all the groups that I have joined because mm-hmm. there are lots of them because right. not to be such, such an interesting place, but now the ones I like the best compared to the ones that I joined and I've already forgotten about, I can, instead of trying to clean up that folder, I can just quick link the ones that I really like and go just, to those immediately yep. check up on things. I think Dan, if you're listening and I know that you aren't, if you can add the quick links to one of the buttons at the bottom row on the app, Bam, quick links take you right to all that would be even quicker. Like have that lightning button right there in the middle. You know? 
Mm-hmm. That should mm-hmm. that should probably take you what thirty minutes? That'd be easy fix. Yeah, just we'll we'll, you know, we'll, we'll check, expi- check 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 commit we'll commit commit it, boom. We'll expect it after this episode comes out. This is exactly. this is from people who have big phones. Okay, <laughs> try doing this on a tiny phone. <clears throat> what kind of phone fingers. do you have in Canada? Do they have phones up there? It's not a Canadian thing. It's a, it's an. I just I don't want to buy another phone, so I got the I got the four S size thing. It's like it's like oh, the, that, yeah. close to the to five kind of thing. You know, it's just so. Small. Does that mean that you never got the Apple updates? I they, actually they stopped the, updating uh, that the, years ago. I think the one that I have right now, I can still get the updates on because it's the it's the uh, it's called the S, right? I think. It, how? Yeah. Why uh, am I asking you? You don't know. It, it's the S. We have and iPhones. So the, I have an iPhone. Yeah, what the so I can still get those updates, but unfortunately, what uh, I'm pretty sure she is going to be done soon. Yeah, it's, well, it's I, I'm just I was the reason I was mentioning that was because I think that was back when um, Apple was actually using their updates to destroy older models, right? To force you to buy a newer model, then they got in trouble. Uh, I, yep, so I was really surprised you still had a four. I have sure oh, sorry, all those were it, it's all those were seven. It's, just, it's a size, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Sabotage, I have a I, I have an iPhone 3G in my in my drawer over here. I, I used that for the longest time. Does it have Flappy Bird on there? No, that thing did never really worked all that well. <laughs> it was <laughs> Flappy Bird or the iPhone? The iPhone wasn't, wasn't Flappy Bird the one that the guy sold his phone for like ten thousand bucks or something? Because yeah, because it had yeah. the app. Because the guy, the creator, took it the uh, app down because of all the hate mail he got for. I thought it was because mm-hmm. he was didn't want to get the. He, he made too much money too fast. I thought that well, was part of it too. Uh, that may have been part of it, but I know for a fact that people used to get so angry about that game. They like, yes, they they were cyberbullying him bad. That he really, just, yeah, he said he got too much anxiety from cyberbullying. That's a good word that we should bring back today. Why? It's actually two words, but that's okay. We'll let you Still, that- why would you cyberbully the guy that invented the game you suck at? Because <laughs> you suck he should at just it. change his username to Get Good and just leave the internet. Yeah, <laughs> that's called Dark Souls. <laughs> oh man, yeah, that's pretty much the attitude of everybody. Either they rage quit or they just tell people to get good. That's video game culture in a nutshell, one on one. So, um, groups to check out. I am groups. Israel, do you have a group to recommend? Uh, no. What What are you doing? I'm living life, man. You, you know we have a job to do, and like every week, you're like, I don't have anything for that. Pull it up now. Anything. Go to a random group and just say it out loud. Give give a random shout out. To oh, a group, group to check out. Oh, yeah, I got it. I got I got a group to check out. You ready you, for you this one? You were actually you wanted you to check out large trees that talk. Yeah. No. Here's oh. a group right here. Um, this is a a group that was made by Dan because he can have as many groups as he wants. Uh, it was, it's called when you can listen to 21 pilots, uh, it says, it says here, a group where you can, where we ask why you would do blank. If you could just listen to 21 pilots <laughs> and this, this was actually something I, I wanted to bring up at some point is periodically through the week, someone will start a post and then it will get reposted and reposted and reposted with a new variation on it. And a few days ago, someone, I don't know if it was. I Claire Bear, I know she had something to do with it. And I'm pretty sure Toyota did too at some point in there. Um, Toyota has to do with he has to do with almost everything. But it was why why would you listen to the Beatles when you can listen to 21 pilots? And so it like it just expanded from there. I it I think it started it originally with 
something else, but it eventually became 21 pilots and then stuff about 21 pilots just like took over at that point. And so it looks like Dan made this, this group uh, within the last uh, couple of days, it looks like. And it's just why, you know, exactly what I said, the rules of the group here says only post things that are compared to listening to 21 pilots, no deviation, please. So yeah, I need, I need <laughs> at least two, two examples. What's the, what's the top examples. Okay. So why listen to you too, when you could just listen to 21 pilots because they're not you too. Um, <laughs> or, or this is a good one for Sundays is why stay home from church with your youngest, because she's afraid of Sunday school when you could be listening to 21 pilots. <laughs> That's oddly specific. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, so that's my, there's a, there's that group. You can do that one. I, I think a good one. That's a good uh, one. I'll, I'll, I'll end it there. Yeah. That's a very good one. Uh, the one that I'm going to recommend is uh, a group uh, that is in the uh, categories of lifestyle and technology. The group is uh, owned by Kevin Moore. Or no, excuse me, Kev Moore, not Kevin Moore, Kev Moore. Mm. Um, and the title of the group is That's How They Get You. And the, the blurb about it is capturing the moments that make us say, that's how they get you. And so just, just for some uh, examples, um, you think your kid is asking for an apple to eat. And before you know it, you're locked into a two-year, $250 a month device and data plan. That's how they get you. <laughs> Peacock keeps the super fan episode of the office hidden behind the premium subscription paywall. That's how they get you. <laughs> yeah, I, I could never go on to that because I would, li- I would just eat that all for dinner and yeah. it would alter my sense of reality. I would walk around being paranoid. I'd have the tinfoil hat on within 24 hours. Like that, that's it triggers much, every yeah, part yeah, of me. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty much how all of them are. Um, some of them are funny, but some of them are just true. Like, um, timeshares. That's how they get you. Just period. Uh, just that. Just period. That, that, that's it. If you, if you know, no explanation you know. needed. Yeah. Uh, we almost I'll got say- sucked into one of those years ago for a free uh, for a free cruise, and we went through all the high pressure stuff. We made it through the big group to the small group to the even smaller group to the one on one with the one guy in the boardroom all by ourselves, and we made it all the way through without buying on anything. And then we got tickets for a free cruise that we ended up forgetting about and never used. Oh, really? So, yeah. What a sad ending to a, what very a sad ending story. to a, a very difficult night. My wife and I almost got sucked into that uh, on our honeymoon, but then uh, they said that we couldn't do it because my wife was not 21 at the time, which mm-hmm. sweet. So Israel, yes, your homework tonight is to go to your wife and <laughs> okay. right, right before bed, mm-hmm. I want oh, you no. to just say, hey, you, got, you remember those cruise tickets we never used? Oh, goodness. Yeah. Whose fault was that? Mm. I don't want to find out what the true answer to that is because she absolutely would know it. <laughs> <laughs> That's how they get you. That's how they get you. <laughs> there was... Um... <laughs> Kevin Moore also brought up another. I'm just scrolling through these and I'm just finding more and more that I'm just chuckling at. Uh, one from Kev Moore said, We sat through a sermon last week that ended with the classic every eye closed, every head bowed. I mm. did neither because that's how they get you. <laughs> <laughs> I had that experience in, in school. So I was in seminary and, you know, I grew up pretty conservative and they were teaching. I was in 
I was in a counseling class and they were talking about breathing, essentially how, you know, like through stress, how do you get rid of stress physiologically and breathing and, and, you know, visualizing and stuff. But I'd never heard of any of this before. So I'm sitting in class and and the teacher starts going, okay, I want everybody to close their eyes. And I'm like, all right. And then he goes, I want everybody to just start counting backwards from 10. And then I want you to listen to your breathing. And I'm getting more and more paranoid and more and more questioning of this thing. And I'm like, this isn't going to happen. I'm not going to let this happen. There, there will be no brainwashing in this class today. And I'm sitting in a Baptist seminary. So I'm pretty sure they weren't going to try to brainwash me, but I wasn't going to let it happen. You know what I mean? That's how they get you. Yeah, that's how they get you. <laughs> how they get you. <laughs> um, so are there any groups that you particular like oh wait you know what we actually have a group that you officially own tell us about that yeah it's the christian ninja official yeah official what we don't know but it's the official it's the official group the official of christian one ninja i mean mm-hmm. i was worried that there were going to be so many fan groups that i wanted to make sure that there was a division there so people knew which one was a real one like <laughs> at real donald trump instead of at fake exactly <laughs> So tell us, tell us about your group then. You got a bunch of fans on there then, right? Oh, well, yeah. I mean, I think we're, I think we're pushing almost 17 now. It's, it's starting to get, starting to get serious. That's pretty good. That's when, that's when the, uh, the rapid growth starts happening around that 17 mark. Right right at 17. That's the tipping point. (laughs) That's when the the algorithm kicks in. Yeah. That's when the (laughs) snowball effect happens. (laughs) It's, I mean, it's, it's everything I I've done pretty much every go live goes on there. I use, I use it for, the the posting to the social you know the the, the social feed is what I, I usually add it to but if there's something special where i just kind of either want an opinion from some people or i want a prayer request or i share a piece of news that i know is only for people that are kind of inside that that actually care i'll i'll throw it on there and uh, i found it uh really encouraging one of the neat things about being part of uh of ntb is that the environment is really safe. You, like you can be a bit vulnerable. You can share some, some things that you have, you're worried about, or you can, and, and people aren't going to jump down your throat. They're not going to mock you. They're not going to, you know, try to solve all your problems. It's a, it's a good group. You know what I mean? And so the, the, uh, and I mean, across the board, not just, not just my group, but it's been, it's been really encouraging to be part of that. And then the boomers. Yeah. Just, well, I mean, they're at least nice. You know what I mean? It's, it's, <laughs> even if they don't get it, they're at least nice. That's right. <laughs> Oh, very cool. Yeah, and I, I'm just on there right now, and you have like your website, your Discord, your podcast, your Twitch, YouTube. I don't even know what Odyssey is, but you've got and Rumble. So yeah, you've got everything. Any way that you can follow you, you've got it on there. Well, I, yeah, and that's one of the dumb things about being a uh, being social media dude is there because there are so many places to be. You have to be all the places, mm-hmm. and the way Twitch works is there's zero discoverability. You can't be found on Twitch. If they don't know you're there, you will never be found. So you have to be found everywhere else. So that means that you got to have the TikTok and you got to have a YouTube and you got to be on every other piece of, of, of internet so that anybody can find you. And because there's so much division now among groups, it's, and for that, like the YouTube is huge, right? So you're never going to be found on there, but you go to Odyssey and Odyssey is basically like a, a, a another YouTube startup, and so is Rumble kind of thing for conservatives. And so there's not a lot of people on there, but at the same time, you, you know, you put something on there, maybe you can be found a bit more. So you try to spread it to everyone, and you hope for the best. And that's that's, and it's so I, I hate it because I don't like having seven thousand links that you have to to follow. I wish I could just have one that you go to and you're done. But hey, you, you got to play the game. You got to uh, meet people where they are. Yeah. 
Well, as long as you don't have an OnlyFans, I think we're going to be doing okay. I was going to. As soon as they got rid of porn, that was going to be my next day. (laughs) Next day. And then all of a sudden they come back and boom. Is that actually a thing that they, they, that's a, I don't know, that they got rid of that? That's a thing? OnlyFans got rid of porn for like maybe 13 hours. So what they, they, A bunch of their bank investors were like, you know what? Porn bad. And we're probably going to get in trouble. We might not give you money if you keep doing the porn thing. And they went, okay, we'll we'll dial that back. And so they said, uh, we're going to stop doing explicit sexuality. So in other words, people doing it would be bad. You can still be on there naked. You can still be able to do all kinds of stuff. That's fine. Just don't be doing it. And then they... Uh, about about 12 hours later, the, enti- the entire internet had exploded and... The OnlyFans went, oh, everybody on OnlyFans is trying to be naked and sexual. So they're leaving to go to some other site. Well, our investors don't like that even more than they don't like porn. So we better put the porn back. Wow. And so it ended up, it, it went, it went absolutely nowhere. So they're back to the way they were. Well, the latest. That's what, that, from that's, what you, that's what you get from <laughs> capitalism, folks. Yeah, right. That's true. We should just be subscribing to socialism. Yep. It's they're not the only one though. They the only they're not the only company out there that's trying to take this you know quote unquote moral stand or try to you know put some kind of land land uh, land in the sign line in the sand uh, in order to be able to say. <laughs> I think I'm going to use that from now on. The land of the sign. Yeah, it, because the sign. It, it's so mysterious. and then retracted immediately. It's it's happened to mm-hmm. multiple big companies because they're so terrified of being canceled. They're so scared of being uh, accused of being anti-woman or anti, you know, whatever. So they're just they're be, they become the wild west. Yeah, we don't use the W word here. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we don't talk about women. On birthing here. units. <laughs> birthing I feel like there's units. I feel like there's a there's a Babylon B headline in there somewhere. Like OnlyFans get rid of whatever. No. I feel like there could be that could be something. Birthing okay. units and kitchen aids. Let's move on to the <laughs> new. <laughs> that's, that's, probably, that's a black hole. Please, yeah. Keep please. Yeah, I'm probably I'm probably gonna not let's just be, let's uh, just yeah shoot out by my wife when she new, hears that. New millionaires. One million not to be points. All right, we have a bunch of new millionaires this week, and they are Chakrell. I don't know how you would really say that. Chickrell, uh, he's one of, the, I think he's a development guy and he likes uh, uh, corn dogs. So, congratulations, you finally hit a million. Uh, blue check. I like uh, corn dogs too. <laughs> uh, uh, hamster, uh, congratulations. I, okay, I was, I was on getting all of the, uh, the millionaires and my son was sitting with me as I was uh, plugging all these uh, into our notes for tonight. And as I was scrolling through and, and I saw a hamster on there, someone had congratulated hamster and had a gif of a, of a hamster, like quickly, like crawling toward the camera. And my son, what's that? Like, it's a hamster. And we just sat there and watched it, you know, kind of loop a couple times. Fun little moment. Next on the list is, I have no idea how to say this. JST. Okay, so you just have to add the vowels in like when you're reading Hebrew. Just so Brownstong. Uh, yeah, you got it. Just brown song one. Just brown song one. Is that a fart? Like the brown note? Yeah, what? What's the brown song? Well, it's the one that, like, if you play the right note, like, it makes it. Well, I know what the brown note it, is. It, hey, I played it. <laughs> I, I, how long have you been holding on to that, uh, 
<laughs> a long that time. Little, what episode is this? Thirty four. That's, that's the bass player's dream. I do apologize is, is to, to is everybody. To finally achieve brown note, but what, I just don't know what the brown song is. It's probably like a uh, just a lot of brown notes put together in some form of melody. <laughs> it's just like the farting preacher. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, exactly. Um, I know this person as Brian I Murphy or the great mighty poop. That's or, or um, I think it's um, oh, what is the dog from Wacky Races? It's not it's Snively's dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you're talking about. Yeah, it's like Weasley or Mutley. I think uh, it's Mutley. I think it's Mutsy. Mutsy or Mutley. Mutley. Yeah. So that character. That's that's the uh, I recognize that one. So anyway, uh, just Brown song one. <laughs> Moving on, Sue Peterson, Coffee, Coffee, Coffee. I like that one. And The Human Builder. Um, congratulations to all of you guys for reaching one million points. Now, I do know just briefly um, that The Human Builder is working on making a video game. Mm-hmm. You think that you would ever uh, try to uh, play like the beta version of that, uh, Christian Ninja? I already do that. Actually, what one of the funnest things I get to do is I've signed up with a couple with, with a place to do game demos, and it's a blast. Ooh. It's it's so much fun to to kind of be on the on on the edge of seeing these new things, especially from indie developers, because the the big companies, you know, they kind of put out the same five things on repeat, right? But mm-hmm. you get some really weird stuff when you start dipping into the the indie pool, and that's that's what I love to play. There you go. Well, cool. human builder, if you're listening, uh, Christian Ninja will play your game <laughs> for views. Cool. For views, clicks. We do, it, we do it for the views. That's right. That's yeah. right. <laughs> Click like and subscribe. Share that like button. Mash it. Smash it. Yeah. Um, nobody, nobody's ever pressed a like button. You <laughs> smash it. Yeah. You, you hammer. It. You destroy that like destroy button. Yeah. <laughs> and you have to say it as loud as possible but please please gently press the l on the like button for me i think my wife's trying to put the children down so i'm not going to scream (laughs) good idea now we have now we have our subscriber headlines of the week i have two of these we'll go through them quick rednecks dress up as taliban so biden will give them billions of dollars in firearms This one it was submitted by Veld's Boto, and it was uh, I think it was awesome today. Name. Yeah, it was it was uh, published today. Um, my favorite line out of this is toward the end. Republican. Oh, this is um, uh, Biden speaking. Republican redneck Taliban have taken over Kentucky and Texas and all the other red states, and we must meet all of their demands and pull out right away. This is a dark day for America, but I can assure you it is all Trump's fault. Now, where is my pudding? <laughs> there you go. I and, thought this was satire. <laughs> right. Where's the satire? And the the second headline here was, um, oh, dear. Uh, he was the one who, he or she, I'm not sure, Cookie Monster was the one who uh, submitted this. And it is CDC says a new COVID variant may be needed to effectively bury the Afghanistan news. <laughs> and a good line from there is talking about the the various variants. And uh, the last one listed is the Kung Fu movie variant in which victims can no longer make their own words match up with their mouth movements. <laughs> 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 uh-huh. I will get you. Ha ha ha. 
and everybody just starts Naruto running. Yeah. <laughs> My son did that the other day. Naruto run? Yeah, yeah, his arms behind him. Run. <laughs> we don't even have Nickelodeon. So I don't know where he where he learned that. It's a real thing. I, I like as soon as I watched, I started watching Naruto because my kids were into it and they wanted me to, to see every episode. And there's like a zillion. And, you know, you watch these kids run. And so immediately I'm like, where did that come from? How is that possible? Mm-hmm. And there's actually a video on YouTube that he's kind of like the last ninja on earth. Like he's actually descended from ninja in the, you know, the clan and stuff. So he's been trained and, and he's like, yeah, the, I mean, if you throw yourself forward, you're basically trying to catch yourself constantly. You will run right. a little bit faster. That's sort of a thing that happens. And so, and the the hand signs they do in order to make all the all the jutsu happen, they used hand signs. I mean, that obviously didn't make any magic happen, but they they did use hand signs. So I'm like, I was actually kind of impressed with how many things this ninja guy said were real, but they hmm. just kind of reinterpreted for the show. I, I was about to ask you if that's where you got your name from, but that's one of our questions for the end. Right. So I'll not I'll ask wait. that question. Right wait. Now, <laughs> now I, uh, if we do have a, uh, a, a rabbit hole. We do actually. My, down my, the rabbit hole with faithful. My wife actually got on to me and she said, I'm not watching another deposition. <laughs> so this guy, um, attorney Tom, and, you know, there's a lot of attorney, uh, YouTube channels on the internet, but this one in particular got me into this rabbit hole that I'm about to speak on, which is involves very weird and funny depositions. All right. Well, if you're ready, three, two, one, begin. So the first one that I jumped into was called, and you, you can look it up on YouTube, it's called Texas Style deposition and it's actually includes one of the guys very famous lawyer in texas that the uh texas stadium texas university stadium is actually named after this guy him and a few other lawyers are actually talking to people in uh from monsanto and doing a deposition with them and the whole thing is just them cussing at each other something that i don't think you get away with nowadays but it's these old cowboy dudes just talking, say, why don't you come at me, big boy? Come on, fat boy. And then instead <laughs> of actually talking about deposition, they're just like, you can't tell him to shut up. That ain't your job. <laughs> and then so I continued on this rabbit hole. And of course, there's another one where the guy just keeps saying, move on. We're not, I'm not going to answer that. I have client, client privilege. And he's like, so you have client privilege with yourself because he was representing himself. He's like, yes. <laughs> which makes no sense whatsoever. And then, of course, there was another one. I won't get into that one. But I saw I watched one where lawyers just get super angry uh, and basically being a total doofus on the deposition. And then probably one of my favorites was the verbatim on what is a photocopier that New York Times did. They actually hired actors to recreate a deposition word for word and the whole argument was what the definition of a photocopier was yeah, i've actually seen that one that one that one's pretty bizarre there, yeah. there's a few out there of these reenacted actual things that happen in actual court and how literally insane it all sounds especially <laughs> when you've got people and you're reading it and you're like, this seems bonkers, but then you actually get people to read it properly and it legit sounds bonkers. And these people, you're like, how is this happening in official court, an official court of law? That can't be true. And you right. find out it totally is. 
Well, and I don't want to spoil anything for you, but you probably better to get ready for the bleep button, but I do it in direct quotes, so I feel like it's okay. You just have to flower bed me. But yeah, like towards the end of this uh, this Texas-style deposition, I mean, he's getting... The, the guy's like, you know, these these boys are start, about to start a fight. I think me and you, Ed, are the only ones we're going to have to look out. And he and he said, you cuss way too much. And he said, well, why don't you do something about it? He said, I'll probably drop you on the floor. He said, well, come on, you dumb son. Hacksaw. And, <laughs> and the dude just jumps up and, like, they're about to fight. And these two really old dudes, they're about to, like, you know, beat the snot out of each other. And then it just cuts to them, like, they are outside and the other ones are inside. I said, they're having a stern lecture into, and I'm just like, what? There's no way that you can get away with that nowadays. Definitely wouldn't happen in Canada. Are you kidding? No. <laughs> what would happen up there? Oh, we'd apologize immediately. What are you talking about? <laughs> Why do you think we can't get anything done? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. 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 I, I have an opinion. I have a differing opinion. Well, I'm sorry. You so much. <laughs> I think we need to start off this first question and to make it clear, this is not interpretive. This is actually a right or wrong answer. Okay. Uh, what made you become a pastor? What made me become a pastor? What yes. an interesting way to phrase it. Yes. The, that's uh, why, that's why it's not subjective. <laughs> made me because, Well, I, I believe the answer would be the call uh, that was put upon my life by, by God. Uh, the path <laughs> To, the Bible uh, answer is Jesus, but we'll, we'll let it slide. The path to, uh, to to being a pastor definitely had a lot more twists and turns, but I would, would, would yeah, I'm going to go with the calling. Final answer? Yeah. Dun, so dun, you, dun. you talked about having um, a lot of twists and turns. Um, I know you probably don't want to get too elaborate on some of that stuff, but yeah, you obviously had a weird... I guess I, I guess I can't really say weird, but more of an interesting turn in how can, can you just describe your timeline for us where you became a pastor, then went to Twitch streaming to what you're doing now, you know, how that how that progression kind of happened. I mean, the uh, uh, if anybody wants to hear my, my testimony, like the whole thing, go to my website, artofthechristianninja.com. Go to my my uh, about me section. You'll see a link there to a podcast episode. I did a, I did this over like six different podcasts to tell the whole story. So if you're really interested in where that goes, I, I go into much more detail. But essentially, I grew up. I was a nerd. I've always been a nerd, and I, like I was into computers before before computers was cool. I, I was the guy that when the the library computer broke in the school, they didn't call the computer guy. They called me hmm. because I was probably the guy that broke it. And so it was, uh, that was always part of me. So I was always going to go into computers for my whole, I didn't, there was nothing else in my life that I thought was, I was going to do for the rest of my life up till age, you know, 17, I went to Southern Alberta Institute of Technology. I took computer engineering, took computer systems technology and hated every minute of it flunked out horribly came home having spent $10,000 from my dad's, uh, you know, gift to me and having nothing to show for it. And he said, uh, listen, uh, in order to work at the mill, you have to be registered at some school. That's the only way you can be a summer student. You got to be a student. So go to the Bible college that our pastor went to. Just go check it out. Uh, went there after about a couple months. And and I get into more of the story on, on the podcast. But really, I had essentially a, a cathartic event where I was able to complete God really got a hold of my heart, changed my perspective, dealt with a lot of the anger, the bitterness inside of me. 
that had come from uh, just years of bullying, years of just being being hurt by by people. You know, I was I, literally I was the kid who would, they would throw rocks at after school for fun. Like it was it was not cool, and so I had a lot of crap going on. And then about you know October, give or take November, God starts just radically altering my 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 life and says, "Okay, listen." I want you to stay here. That's the only message I got was stay here. So I signed up for the four year because that's, that's as long as you can stay at a school for the four year degree. And when I was done that, I, he said, uh, I went to my dust district uh, guy and I said, okay, I got my bachelor's degree. Can I be something now in the church? Definitely not a preaching pastor, whatever it is, just not a preaching pastor. Hmm. And he goes, uh, okay, no, you're useless. You know, nothing. You have no experience. Either go get a master's degree in divinity or 10 years of experience. And I went, okay, cool. I like school. So I went back to, to get my master's degree. I didn't know what I was going to be until not even second semester of the third year. I was just there because that's what I thought where I was supposed to be. And it wasn't until I let go of my life where God, uh, essentially I I've been trying to steer things all the way along. Like I know I'm supposed to be in school, but I'll, I, you know, I want to be a, a computer guy or I want to do youth or I want to do small groups. I want to be a missionary. I want to, you know, I'll, I'll pick this guy as my, my mentor. And eventually because none of it was working, I just gave it up. And I said, okay, God, from this point on starting today, anybody who says anything to me, anybody who asks me anything, I will say yes to it. So please introduce me to the right people because if they ask me to do horrible stuff, I'm just going to start saying yes, because I'm sick of driving this car because I'm not taking it anywhere I'm supposed to be. And it was that week that my academic vice president came to me and said, uh, I want you to preach in this little town. Uh, they uh, can go there. And I would I would have said no. I literally would have said no to him. No, I don't do that. I, I'm definitely not going to be a preacher. And of course, I because I committed it, I said yes. And that led to another sermon and another church and more church. And eventually I found out that, that I'm a, I'm, I love, I'm a preacher. I was terrified every week, sick in the bathroom every week for a decade. Uh, the uh, scared, uh, uh, cause it's cause of the, just the weight of the situation. I don't like being in front of people. I I'm a service guy. I'll, I'll run the soundboard. I'll do the PowerPoint. I'll play the bass. Just, you know, I don't want the microphone. I don't want to be up front. God keeps throwing microphones at me and telling me to go to the front. And, it, mm. and I, uh, eventually after three churches, 16, uh, 16 years of ministry, a lot of rough stuff. Uh, I've been through two abusive churches uh, that took me took me right to the edge. I mean, like close to death. I, there were times in the last church because of stuff going on in my in my house, because of stuff going on at church, I'd, I'd hit a place where I'd never hit before, which was the ability to leave my bed. Uh, it's Sunday morning. My sermon's done. I'm supposed to be at church. My body physically won't leave the bed, and like I I was completely baked. And I've I've been at that place a couple times, and so last September. Uh, my church is, is, was already small. We'd been through some stuff, you know, we tripled in size and then we kind of came back down because Satan hates our guts. And then we COVID hits and, uh, and the church starts getting, you know, sort of divisive and there's someone that's got to, you know, stick up their butt over whatever. And the, the church discipline thing isn't really working because church discipline is hard and nobody wants to do it. And I ended up, um, they came to me and they basically said, listen, I, well, and one more part of the story because of COVID we found out that not only was there anti-vaxxers in the, in the congregation, but they're, they were like anti-government. And so they, they took 
half the church, the youth group, the the youth pastor, the music leader just just left and went and started their own thing uh, because the co- because the church closed for that 13 weeks when we weren't supposed to be open, right? They just didn't like that, so they quit. So we were down to like almost nobody at church. So they said to me, "Listen, you know, you're full time. We don't have any money to pay you, so we're just gonna we're we're not gonna renew your contract." So they didn't get fired or nothing. They're just like, "We just can't afford to pay you for your next contract." So why don't you just uh, um, thank you very much and here's the severance and goodbye. Wow. So I'm sitting at home and I'm, I don't know what to do because I've only been in ministry that my resume is the most Christian resume of all time. It's, it's a ministry resume, which means nobody wants to hire me. I've got, uh, no, I'm so burnt and fried from, from so much of the, the suffering in my life. I don't know if I, if I should go into ministry because am I going to be any good? Am I going to be wrecked? Uh, do I go into secular? Does that mean I've lost my call? Do I have I given up the call that God gave me 16 years ago to call me into ministry? I, am I done now? I didn't lose my ministry, my my call, did I? Like, did I? You know, and so like everything is just rolling around in my head, and I'm, I'm I don't know what to do. I start throwing out feeler things, like trying to check on: Do I go to uh, uh, this secular job? Does this church maybe? Would somebody pray for me? Let's talk about this stuff. Eventually, um, I start getting the sense of, you know, what are you already doing? You know, Al. Like, and I'm like, well, the only thing I'm doing right now, and the only thing I'm really passionate about is this podcast. I've all, I've, it's the one thing that's been consistent for me has been uh, doing this podcast because a friend of mine who was a pastor, he said, uh, if you don't have a project while you're you're in between jobs trying to figure yourself out, you're going to go insane. So make sure you do something, you know, yeah. research that you keep your writing going, you keep something going, or you go bonkers. And for me, that was my podcast. So I wanted to turn that into a uh, a reciprocal thing. Cause it's one thing like, you know, you guys know this, you, you, you barf out all of your, you know, whatever into the world and you don't know what happens. You don't know any response. You don't know what, if anybody likes it, if anybody learned anything or nothing, you just keep doing that. I wanted to hear back from people. I wanted to connect with people. I wanted to answer questions. I wanted to live stream with them. And I started looking into that because of the podcast. Well, that led me to Twitch. And then out of nowhere, I start learning about the people on Twitch the people that watch Twitch, the the streamer lifestyle, the 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 depravity that is on Twitch, insane amounts of depravity on Twitch. How how many people are broken and lonely? We start, you know, you start hearing through COVID how suicide has gone up, divorce, um, um, addiction, abuse, like all these things have gone through the roof. Mental illness, depression is just like is like is insane proportions right now, yep. and people are lonely. They they're not just uh, feeling miserable, but they're deeply lonely. In Canada, we hit this uh, this weird tipping point. I think it was about five years ago, where there are now more single dwelling homes, single people in homes, than there are families. So essentially, there there are more individuals living in a in a place of residence than there are families living in places of residence, which is a weird thing. That means half of Canada is alone all the time, and so they are. Um, where are they? Well, they're not at church and they're not in the communities. And especially over COVID, they can't go anywhere. They're online. God starts moving in my heart in this, in this direction. I'm like, oh, okay. I, I have a heart now weirdly for gamers, for streamers, for these lost people that are at home that are stuck in their houses. I'm a, I'm a pastoral counselor. So I want to speak to these guys. I want to get in there. I'm a teacher. I'm a preacher. I want to be able to bring the gospel 
to these people. But at the same time, I also, I've been through a lot in my life. So I want to be able to let them know that to, to be part of their life as a friend. Um, and Twitch, it becomes, it does all those things. And so I go, okay, this, that's an amazing ministry, but there's no money. It's just me. God, I do, what do you want me to do? And he, and it was, the call was so weird. He, it's like, okay, just do it and do it full time. And I went, okay, you mean full time, but also like get a job, right? Mm-hmm. So I finally found a job that I thought would be perfect. There was a nonprofit organization that was a, uh, they actually rescue parrots. And I'm like, this is perfect. They're nonprofit. I know how to work nonprofit. They, you know, they help birds. You know, who doesn't like birds? Come on. This is My great. Wife and hates birds. Some, yeah, want some, so- some people don't even think birds are real. <laughs> and I just triggered somebody. That's, see, that's how, yeah. that's how easy it is, people. Uh, and so I, um, and they wanted me to be social media guy. So I'm like, computer stuff, nonprofit stuff, helping people. Great. I go there and I go through the interview, go through the interview, go through the interview. Finally sitting there after talking to these people for hours. And this is the last time. And they said, uh, this woman says to me, this is a member this is a secular organization, non-Christian, non-nothing. And she says, you know, you're perfect for this job. We love everything about what you're doing. We think you have so much to offer. Uh, we think you'd take us, you're absolutely the person we, we want in this job. But your heart's clearly for ministry. We can't wow. in good conscience hire you because we'd be taking you from what you're built to do. And I'm like, I think I just had a Balaam's donkey moment. You know what I mean? Like where some secular person goes, Hey, stupid, listen to God, you know? And I'm like, okay, fine. So at that point I stopped sending resumes. I stopped sending anything. And I just went, fine, I'll go whole hog. And I will just pour myself into this and see if, if, if there's a way that I can use all the stuff, all the stuff that God built me to be. I'm like this, uh, I talked about it today on the, on the, on the stream that I'm like a crescent wrench. I'm not, you know, great for any job, but I, I can do a bunch of stuff and I can, you know, I can help and you can kind of, can kind of adjust myself, but if you put too much pressure on, it doesn't really work that well. So like, <laughs> and so I'm, I, get that. Uh, I push myself into, into, into this, into this new environment. And I start asking God to bless it. And he's been just introducing me to the most amazing people. So many kind, amazing streamers be connecting me with, uh, uh, organizations. I'm like a de facto elder in a, in a gamers for Christ group. I'm connected to two or three other, um, uh, official ministries. Now keep in mind, there are maybe I've met maybe a dozen, less than a dozen actual trained pastoral ministers, actual like people with that, that have had pastoral experience and, and a master's degree that should be sitting there talking you know, that can sit there and talk about the Bible in an authoritative way that are called to Twitch. That there's almost nobody out there like us, like me. And so it's a very special calling, but it's also a way that I can mentor all these young streamers that are coming up. And it's, it's so exciting. I had a really neat thing happen the other day. So I don't know where my money's coming from. I've got some people who have committed to donating, uh, but it's not nearly enough to actually pay my bills. And so as soon as September came, I knew it was going to be a big time. September was the, the month that I would lose all my health care because that it would run out and I would lose my, my government uh, employment insurance because it would run out. And I didn't know where the, how the budget was going to get filled in October, but I'm like, God put me here and he'll take care of it. I'm sitting there and it's like second week of September. This is like, we're talking like last week kind of thing. And I'm 
praying. I don't know what to do. And we'll just keep going. I get a phone call after this meeting I have. And this guy goes, we need to talk. We need to talk. It's not a phone call. I'm I'm old. It's a discord call. And he, uh, (laughs) uh, he goes, we have to talk. Some guy just contacted me. He's been watching what you're doing. He loves what you're doing. He's a businessman out in the freaking Singapore. And he thinks, and he, uh, he wants to uh, fund you for the entirety of next month, pay all your bills. Uh, And uh, we're going to, and we've been watching you too. And we think it'd be really neat to talk about partnering with you and making you an official missionary and, and see what that is. And, you know, like, and, and I'm so like, follow the call, trust that God's going to take care of stuff. And, and he does, I know yep. he does. And that's that transition. And they're like, a, you know, you're, it's a long answer to a short question, but, but it's, it was very much for me every day that I'm on Twitch, I feel like I'm exactly where I'm supposed to be. And I'm doing what I was built to do because I, I talk, I talk a lot, which is something I, I I've been doing for the last 16 years. I teach, I've been doing, I do, I've done hot seats, at my churches for well over a decade, every Sunday I used to do, I used to sit there and do hot seats. I do that every day. Now I've got people who are lonely, who are broken, who, who walk on and their first comment is people hate me. God hates me. Why? And I'm able to just immediately respond to that. It's, it's, it is so amazing to be part of this ministry. And, and I feel every day as much like a pastor, as much like a minister, as much like an evangelist and a, and a teacher as I ever did in any, in the churches I did like the official brick and mortar churches. It's the same job. It feels the same. I'm just doing it for people online. Well, that's, that's quite an amazing uh, story, the progression there from, you know, everything that, that you said, and even to have this, uh, random guy from Singapore pay your bills. Incredible. Well, yeah. It's, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. It's totally- so, so then, you know, being this Twitch missionary, you know, how, how is the ministry going? You know, are, do you, are you seeing fruit as a result of what you're doing? Are you actually meeting people? Are you, do you feel that you are accomplishing the goal and the call that uh, the Lord has given to you? I'm actually astonished at how much fruit can be produced through a, uh, through this ministry, you would think that it's, it's impersonal, right? Because I'm talking to texts to like <laughs> names and, and, yeah. and people typing. Avatars so you think this and, impersonal, you know, names. It, it doesn't make any sense that, that there would be actual ministry done, but because of the way sort of, I am the way I, the way I do my teaching, the way we do the talking, there's a lot of that interaction, a lot of, a lot of, uh, um, teaching and an ability to do counseling and a lot of community building that happens while I'm on the stream. And then afterwards, we have I have a Discord set up, and a Discord essentially, it's kind of like a news group where everybody goes and they talk about different subjects, but all under the same banner. So it's they come to my news group, I invite them in, they come in, they they can talk about whatever they want, you know, give pictures of their pets, or ask for prayer requests, or talk about memes, or do controversial topics, whatever you want. And I, um, I have this thing set up, and I'm able to all the time meet people in prayer have conversations with people privately. Young men are like, I got this girl that, you know, is like, she's, we're doing long distance relationship. Is that a good thing? You know? And so we're, I'm, I'm doing counseling. I'm doing connection. I've got people. And the other side of it that's happening right now is as God plugs me into more uh, elder slash leadership roles in the gaming community where people are looking at my stuff and they're going, this guy's not a gamer, this guy's a pastor. And so they're going, we could use someone like you 
in our organization. And so I'm getting plugged in and able to end up in leadership roles and in influential roles over young streamers, over streaming organizations, over or these people that are working to try to, you know, not just be family friendly, but on purpose. And I can't believe the amount of God moments that happen weekly, daily on this, on, on this uh, show. I, I mean, I, I'm trained enough and I know enough to, to steer conversations, to look for those, those moments of, you know, when you can kind of dig into something important, you do something stupid, you do something silly, you talk about McGriddles, you talk about whatever, but all the way along, you're waiting for that, that teachable moment, you know, that, that, that time of, of truth where I can just share a piece of my life or share a piece of my past or, or engage someone in, in a conversation that's meaningful. And then, and, and I get all the time. One of the neatest things is, is people will come on there, be new and be like, Hey, whatever. And you don't do all the Twitch stuff. And within 30 minutes, you'll, I'll see something like this stream is different. This isn't like the other places. This is, this is different. Uh, um, I like it here. This is, uh, uh, you're different, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> I'm like yes, uh, I am, you know? And so it's, it's been such a, a rich experience, a, such a rich healing experience to, to, to see God at work so much. And he's been calling people, man, like, you know, how many times I've heard the words last November, I felt God call me into Twitch ministry like a half dozen times from different people that, so God's like you and you and you and you and you and you, okay, go. Right. It's, it's a, what he's doing is, is this, I, I'm convinced it's the new frontier of global missions. It's, it's, mm-hmm. we're St. Patrick headed off to the, to the Celts, you know, we're, we're, we're um, Hudson Taylor headed off to, to China. Like that's, that's what we're doing in this environment. And it's just as confusing and just as controversial and just as we don't know what we're doing and we have to learn the language as any other missionary and the people who don't understand it aren't, aren't ever going to understand it. You know what I mean? Until we, we go through it, be successful, show them the fruit and actually be able to demonstrate that God is in it. Then we can finally get this, you know, then we get the big mission move. I, I, so I want to, I want to kind of use that and kind of segue into the uh, a little bit of a harder portion of the interview i mean look you, you're obviously um too old for video games um <laughs> you uh, are basically a uh, glorified uh uh youth minister um does he why, have the skinny why, jeans and and, 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 and and since you have the uh youth ministry going why is it that you think you can play uh m-rated games well that's funny Okay, so that, now I actually do bring that up because you actually wrote a very good uh, article or did a video. I'm not quite sure. I did a video. Yeah, <laughs> a video. That's what it was. Yeah, um, I remember it, but I don't remember if I read it or watched it. Uh, that you talk about why you do M-rated games, you know, mm-hmm. and and you also explain what M-rated games you do, what kinds you do, and what you kind of stay away from. Um, but for those that would be curious, I would like to you get to mention that briefly of. You know, why is it that there are some games that maybe seem more controversial that you s- jump into with your streams? Sure. Well, the stereotypical thing about Twitch that people think of, if they know Twitch at all, they think video games. They think competitive video games, people sitting around playing video games. And that is maybe half of, of Twitch, maybe not even, because there's so much other stuff going on. There are uh, there's cooking shows and there's drawing and there's uh, people that are teaching dance. There is, is workout videos like live, like there's all sorts of other stuff in video games. And so 
the thing about Twitch, you're not there to watch. Most people aren't there to watch play, watch people play video games. Okay, they're they want to be part of an uh, a, a culture. They want to be part of a community. They want to be part of an event. It's like watching sports. It's very, very, when you watch those video games, it's very much like watching sports. It's not about the football. It's about everything around the football. You know what I mean? It's not just about where, you know, we're watching a baseball team. It's everything about the city and everything about the history. And, you know, that kind of, that's exactly what's going on in these video games. Okay. So consider it more of a community building thing. It's sort of like a youth drop-in center where you're, the, the, the fun event you're doing is just the the tip of the iceberg, right? And so it's an excuse to build these conversations. Now, one thing I do, I do a lot of talking, you know, the whole first two and a half hours is for me is just just talking, but then I jump into a video game. And and part of that means connecting with people on the, in the language that they understand. Mm -hmm. And on Twitch, one of the things you're going to get is you get nerds. You get people that are interested in video, people that are interested in video games, people that are interested in, in video game experiences. And therefore, if I'm going to speak their language, I need to figure out how to, how to convey it in such a way that I can figure it out. But at the same time, I can, uh, I can speak through it and speak to it. Right. So sometimes those video games uh, have potty words. I know this may come as a surprise to you, but the mm. new video games, Pac-Man swears, right? No. Yes. And so the, um, I, I made the decision that I was going Pac-Man. to go, I was going to go from PG or G rated uh, family friendly. And I found actually that the handcuffs of trying to find a, a game to play, trying to find a content that I can bring forward, a, you know, the, the type of the type of material that's going to grab onto the most, most amount of people was going to require a PG 13 rating essentially. Mm-hmm. And so I made the decision to go, okay, uh, you know, I'll, I'll play games with blood and I'll play games with, with, uh, with violence. And, you know, I'll play some games with uh, that where you, you know, shoot a human being or whatever. Uh, that's, so that's how you got into Mario Kart. That's exactly. You know, that, which I mean has ended more relationships than Monopoly. I'm just, <laughs> I, and because I'm, that, say, I'm sure there's more potty words in playing those games. Monopoly, uh, yeah. Mario Kart that aren't games. in the game. Yeah, yeah, you're, <laughs> the, yeah the Mario right. Kart just from the players. The Mario Kart, yeah. and, uh, Mario Party. Mario Party is even worse than Mario Kart. Mario Party is the is the friendship over game. Well, and what's frustrating about that is that is built into the game. Yeah, it's designed for that. It's designed, it's designed to make you angry. so that the it it becomes unfair, and you get these moments of completely. You, why did the person who sucks all of a sudden is winning? Now it makes no sense. I hate this. I you know yeah. Anyway, I I have I'm, I'm not I'm not upset. You're upset. <laughs> yeah, he's not better. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it, the way that that I see this very much is a consider it uh, like like a drop in center. Except it's not youth. I'm people look at me and they, you know, I'm not a pretty girl. I'm not an intense gamer. I don't have green hair. I'm not that like immediately when they come through, they hear a guy talking who sounds like a dad who is probably talking about either some philosophical or biblical concept or sounds like a, a, a morning, you know, rock and roll talk radio guy. So that's which you, have the go, which you have the goatee for that as well. Well, yeah. that's it, right? And so they're going to attra- it's going to attract a certain crowd. And there's there's youth, there's streamers, there's Christians. There's like the drop in place for the people that kind of get it. They understand. Oh, they, they're kind of attracted to the pastor dad kind of thing and the, the clean, family friendly. And there's the people who are who are absolutely that are my age, you know, within plus fifteen 
years plus and minus or minus and plus uh, that are connected. And so there's a vast variety that's kept connecting with me and, and what I'm doing. And it's not just kids. That's the thing about, about Twitch. It's not just kids. So much of it is, is people that are 25 years and older. There's a lot of, of senior men, crazy amount of senior men on Twitch doing their thing. And they're, they're getting, getting the views. They really are. I remember reading an article of a 85 year old Japanese man that played dark souls every single day for his retirement. And he did that like, and he made the comment. He said, "I mean, if I can get over Dark Souls, you know, death ain't so bad." <laughs> <laughs> Which I was just like, "Huh, that's one way to look at it." I guess yeah. he said, "You know, I mean, I'm literally being told every time I die, you died. <laughs> you died. Yeah, that's right. You died. Like Dark Souls, life sucks, then you die. That really is the, you know, yeah. But then, <laughs> but then you you get back up again. You try again. Which doesn't happen IRL. It's it's a nice perk." Yeah, yeah. When you die, you dead. There have been some games though that have been invented that if when when you if you screw it up bad enough, you don't get to play anymore. That that those games have been invented. There there was some game that I I, I had free for like I think it was PS4 when I was on PS Plus years ago. I think it was called I want to I want to say it was Deus Ex or maybe it was Deus Ex Machina. I'm not sure mm-hmm. where Deus was, Ex is a game. Okay, uh, there. I don't know much about the story at all. I played it exactly once, but I saw that it had a mode that said, if you die, then like the game restarts completely. You start mm-hmm. over. There's mm-hmm. no, there's no do over, mm-hmm. but I didn't make it past the, uh, the, I made it past the opening sequence into the first actual gameplay moment. You know, they had like all the cinematics and everything. I'm like, okay, this looks kind of cool, whatever. You're like some sort of robot guy. And you start playing. It's like within the first 10 seconds, like, Oh, they had this. Yeah. I'm like, no, okay, well, I guess we're done playing this game. Yeah, that's <laughs> just right away. That, that's the problem with that kind of game game design is that you know, if you're gonna try something like that, you better make your game good. You got to make them want to get back into it. If you add a bunch of cinematics, you got to go through again yeah. before you get. That just makes you angry. One of the coolest things uh, that. Uh, is on uh, Minecraft is obviously huge, right? Right. But you see these guys. Actually, there's they, actually a whole group from Minecraft on not to be shout to you guys. They yeah, that's true. Yeah, shout out to the Minecraft group. They the there's a hardcore mode, which essentially is if you die, it deletes your world. No, really. And there's guys online that that they've been on there for like a thousand days, right? They, they their world is completely built. They've got every kind of piece and everything. They've designed like an entire city, their whole base. And then, you know, they go, they just bump into a wall one day and they're, they're done. And the whole thing is gone. It's just gone. Uh, If you like watching these compilations of these poor, these poor guys and gals, I guess that, uh, that have put gazillions of hours into this land that is so cultured and created and designed and like it's them and it's just gone. I would probably throw. Yeah, it, it, I would probably it, it, throw this stuff out the window. Yeah, it's <laughs> how, how, openly weep, like the tears are streaming, and they're like, "No!" And they're throwing their chair, like it's it's a yeah, yeah. It makes you wonder, like when you do that stuff like that, like if they're if they just like the pain, you know. It, it, <laughs> it, it, I don't know. if uh, I'm sure you've heard of it, but I don't know, Israel. You've heard of a Pokemon Nuzlocke, no. um, where the, they basically make the game extremely difficult by making it to where all the Pokemon you catch, you can only put, catch the first Pokemon you see in each route. If you don't catch it, that's it. You don't catch any more Pokemon. You only have a certain... So, so that already <laughs> limits the amount of Pokemon that you can get. And then if your Pokemon dies, that's it. 
Like you don't get to go back to the Pokey Center and heal it up. You have to let it go yep. and pretend like oh. it's dead. You have to nickname every single Pokemon so you grow more attached to them. So you build an emotional connection to yeah. it. <laughs> so it hurts. <laughs> so when it's a way they die, you wow. feel really, really bad. And if you lose all, if you lose a Pokemon battle, that's it. You're done. You have to start everything over. Yep. Wow. Yep. I mean, and that's the attraction, right? You see these guys who are on there and you wonder like, okay, why would you sit there and watch someone play Minecraft for, for six straight hours? Well, you wouldn't, but you would sit there with someone who has invested their entire, you know, like a decade into this thing. They're not only good at it, they're great at it. And when you're talking to them, they're so personable and so interesting. They're responding to you. You put down a, a comment and you go, that was really cool. You should do this. And the person on the TV or the person on the screen talks back to you. You engage with this individual. You become part of their community. All of a sudden, the people around are saying, that's really cool. Good idea. That was a really good job. Or you're a total idiot. And then all of a sudden, the emotes start going and, and, and it becomes this thing. And you're drawn into not only a community and not only an event, but suddenly you, you're you now part of it. And you're, you're, you, you get to interact with it and become, and, and it's it's malleable according to what you're able to, to engage with. How, how, insanely attractive is that to some people who are sitting at home, not only locked in because of COVID and not only locked in because of, you know, whatever issues they've got, but, but they've actually got depression. They've got social, you know, uh, anxiety, they've got uh, physical disability, you know, whatever it is. And so now their world expands and to be able to be part of that from a gospel perspective to, because think about this, you're not going to see these people at the coffee shop. You're not going to bump into them at the library. You can have every freaking event at your church you want to. They will never come to it. How do you get into their house? How do you become friends with them? How do you build that relationship? You have you to be invited join in. the police department. <laughs> you have to be invited in. How do you get invited in? Be where they are. I, I, I think you had made, I watched a couple of your things on YouTube and that, that that was one of the things that stuck out to me was because you know you think about this like this guy's just playing video games all day long and but you you made it it was the one where you talked about you have imagine a country that's 140 million people mm -hmm. right and and just like you said they they may never come out to do this but they are they are over here mm -hmm. and you can go get them and your your allusion to or uh, allegory to Hudson Taylor and the other missionaries who go out to where these people are. You're actually reaching out to them in this community and you speak the language that they speak and they can understand that. And you, you have this in that way mm -hmm. where you can actually uh, reach these people and bring them up out of, mm -hmm. uh, out of this dark pit that they might be in because of COVID or other life issues, uh, life issues that they're going through. It really is a, um, a mission field when you, mm -hmm. uh, when you consider it that way. I do want to. Uh, I do want to ask, though, you know, because a lot of people, and I would even think a lot of people, not the B, would even agree with this uh, statement. But there's there's a lot of feeling um, with some studies that kind of back it up, but mostly right now we're kind of in an inconclusive phase, just because everything is so new. There's not a whole lot that we know about all the effects of social media. We mm -hmm. pretend like we do, but that's just because we just get to mm -hmm. see the ugly things, you know. Uh, we don't get to see the positive things as much, or they don't s stick out as much. They, you know, they don't get bumped by the algorithm like mm -hmm. all the ug ugly stuff do. But, you know, what what would you say to, uh, you know, to people that may would come and say, "Well, you're actually just feeding the monster." 
essentially, by creating this environment where they stay dependent on, you know, watching videos and instead of going out to, you know, to a local congregation or to a church, you know, they stay subjected in front of their screen without getting out. Like, well, I would say that that first, yes, uh, that's one of the concerns that I have is because I know I'm not a church. Right. I'm, I'm, I am a pastor. I am a counselor. I am someone who can, who can teach. I, I can, I can get them to a place of at least somewhat spiritual health and I can mentor a little bit. I can connect with them offline, but I'm not a church and they need a local body of believers. They need to do the one another's with people. They need to sit with people that aren't like them. They need to listen to, you know, worship music and, and have their own pastor in their own town that loves them. Yes, absolutely. You're absolutely right about that. Uh, but I think that being able to be a bridge to that, letting letting this kind of ministry uh be a bridge for that person to to have that soft landing of hey wait a minute not all christians are hypocritical jerk butts who are going to just immediately judge me or they're all not a bunch of you know backwards idiots who d- don't understand technology or video games they they're, they're not a bunch of people who are mean you know i went on there i felt love and if i can you know i can frog in the pot them a little bit to say, you know, Christians are a loving, That's the perfect analogy for it. <laughs> yeah. You know, the, to, and then they go, okay. I, we, I mean, I've already had that happen. Right. Uh, I've been able to sit and talk with a, with a young woman. She'd been part of the, part of the uh, community for a long time. She finally, a few weeks ago, you know, she said, uh, I'm, I'm going to make it real. I'm going to go to church for the first time in my entire life. I'm, you know, and you know, I'm sitting there. Okay. Where are you going to go? And what are you going to do? And how are we going to do this? And what, you know, like we're, we're, we're excited because she's going to go from sitting and talking to me and being part of my community and other, in other communities too. Don't get me wrong. Like she's getting, you know, multi team right. by, by a bunch of other streamers. And, uh, but she's going out to make it real. And, and that that's to me, that's a win, you know, put that in the, put that in the win category. Now, that being said, every, time some of this technology comes out there's a baptist out there to poop on it you know what i mean <laughs> right yep yep <laughs> the, you, you've got you know the mo- movies came out nobody should go to the movies you know disco comes out nobody should go to the disco whatever the the re- i'm sure there, there's i remember reading something online that some teacher was freaking out because they're moving from the the slate to paper and they how the education was being ruined because children won't use the slate anymore. Like there's always someone out there who's going to have a problem with this new level of technology until it's proven, until you start to see the effects of it, until someone, you know, God calls someone to move into it and starts using it for God's glory and start to to utilize it to speak to people in, in a way that they've never been able to be spoken to before. Now, these same people, 30 years later, I'm like, oh, maybe uh, Christian rock and roll isn't the worst thing in the world. Maybe you can have Christian rap. Oh, maybe it's possible that there's a Christian movie out there that could got, cause people to change their opinions. Oh, maybe we can do this whole, you know, uh, um, Christian radio station that actually somebody will listen to and it won't be, you know, maybe that can happen. Now, why not? Why not Twitch? Why not the exact same thing that we've tried to do for the last 150 years with every other form of media? Why not Twitch? Yeah, it's great. That's what I figured. I just I, I wanted to get that question out in the open, um, make it seem like we're not, you know, that since I love video games, that I'm not just saying, hey, everybody, video games are <laughs> awesome, and all you people who don't like it just need to get over yourself. <laughs> to be fair, like today's stream, like uh, this is if you're if you come to my stream expecting to see a gamer, you're going to be wildly disappointed uh, because I'm not. It takes a minute to get there, you know, and. And like I spent today, I started stream. My plan was 
We're going to do some, a Devo because I, I start with a, with Bible Devo, talking about the Bible, talking about God, saying a prayer every time. Then we move into uh, uh, just kind of like some funny stuff. And then I bring it around to question of the day, which is can either be serious or it can be something silly. And then I was going to go into a video game demo. And then we're going to finish a game that I'm playing called Candleman, where you are, you're like a little guy, you're a little, little this little light of mine trying to make it shine all over the place. <laughs> and we spent uh, three and a half hours talking today about every subject under the sun, not a game were played. And at the end, I went, that was good. Thanks, guys. And shut her down because I was able to roll with the conversation and i think that there were a lot of people who were blessed and i certainly was it was it was a wonderful wonderful time wow. now you say that you're not really a gamer but you have a favorite game right maybe a favorite console are you a pc gamer he said with a giant <laughs> yeah we're, we're we're trying to we're trying to see how many demographics we can make okay, angry so at you before listen. we end the podcast <laughs> If you ask me, my, and I'm leaning in now because this is now now we're getting serious. Fine, we're talking That's about right. Christian, talking about yeah. talking about Christianity, talking about saving souls. Now, can okay, we're talking about? Okay, listen. Yeah, now, now, uh, now we're real. Now we're getting real. I have never beaten original Mario NES. Never NES Mario Brothers mm-hmm. never beaten it. I rage quit every time. But I really like playing Mario. If you ask me my favorite game, I would say I really enjoy Mario. Ask me if I've ever been past World 3. The answer is no. I get angry and I quit for days or weeks at a time. But that game's fun. I enjoy at least the first three levels. You know what I mean? Wait, so, do you, yeah. you, don't, you don't do the secret warp zone? Well, yeah, you get there the, the first one, then it gets hard. Yeah. <laughs> Exponentially hard, really hammer quick. Bro comes out and shoots you in the head and then you, then you yeah. get mad and you lose like... So you don't, so you don't know what happens at the end. <laughs> no, not a clue. I, I assume that that at some point Daisy gets saved. I can only assume. I mean, uh, yeah, no, I, I have been. She, she, have she's been. at a different castle. She's like, yeah, in the end, he's like, yeah, she's at a sorry. Different... She's in another another whole planet. Oh, sorry, man, I, can just, I can just I can just imagine. No, that's. <laughs> do you not know? You know, right? I know what. At the end of Mario, she's Princess Peach isn't there. She's at a different castle. Well, it's not even know, Peach. What, it's not even Peach or are. Daisy. It's it's Princess Toadstool. Oh, that's right. Well, Peach in is the first Princess. One. Peach is Princess Toadstool. But yeah, yes. she's she's not there. She's at a different castle, and you have to do the whole game over again. Really? That's yeah, terrible. really. That's terrible. Yeah. What I mean, that's how I mean, that's Herbal. how video games used to be. I would. Like, There's an arcade. I, I, want, I wanted to go yeah. ahead and tell you because if you do end up getting there, I didn't want you just to be so furious. I have no doubt I'll never get now that being said, uh if you ask me my current like the the game that has the most emotional connection to me right now, there was a game mm-hmm. called Planet Alpha. And it's an indie game and nobody's ever heard of it, I'm sure. But you're nope. there's no words spoken. There you are just a little alien that is kind of dragging himself across the face of, of Mars. And throughout the background, the story, the three dimensions, you learn so much about this world. You see like the destruction of the environment and there are parts that are scary and parts that are intense and parts that are beautiful and parts that are emotional and never, not a single word is put on screen ever, except for like the title. And so it, it's, uh, it has such an impact on me. I've never had a, a game that I thought about afterwards so much and wanted to get back to so much and was anticipating turning on again. Planet Alpha is very worth a play and it's free. If, you, if you've got Amazon uh, Prime, the Amazon Prime game uh, downloader 
thing for PC. You get all the free games. It it it's so good. Ooh, it's and that's the that. kind of games I play actually. Like I, I've just committed to the fact that I'm going to play experiential games. I want people to come sit. I'm not going to play a bunch of uh, the 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 popular stuff. I'm going to play games where you're going to feel right. something, or you're going to experience something, or it'll create a conversation because that will allow for more talking about serious stuff. So don't play Super Mario Brothers on your channel because <laughs> you're not going to get very far. Then I mean, we're going to have to change the It might be an experience for everybody else. Yeah, then you yeah. have to make a whole other video of why. Yep. <laughs> why I'm allowed why, to cuss why, on screen. That's right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do well, have you, well, if you like Mario, you should try uh, Mario Maker. Ooh, that actually Mario looks pretty Maker. fun. That one's yeah. fun. Well, you know the very and, first game and, I played and on and that's And that's actually where all the um, uh, sadists congregate to make the most incredibly difficult yes 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 absolutely i've watched some videos of like some people that like their buddies will make like levels just for them to play and like these are these are like these would be like people that play video games all the time that like are actually good at mario and like they just make it just so they'll like scream yeah and be angry because you have to pass it once, right? That's how that's how it yeah, works. Yeah, the creator has to pass it once, but like yeah, when it, ha- we find, it has to be when, doable. On the video that I watched, what we find out later is that he actually adds a cheat in every single one, <laughs> so that he can quote unquote complete it, but it's hidden and he yep. won't tell him where it is. Uh, you know, technically, it's still like beat a bull because there is a pass rate. You know that people have actually had beaten yeah. it before, mm-hmm. but he's like, "Yeah, no, I didn't beat it. I just used the secret." So. The very first games I played on on stream was Mario Lost Worlds. Mm-hmm. I thought it would be a really fun idea for me to start Mario Lost Worlds, which is was considered too hard for North Americans to play. Right, like this is it, it, they didn't even release it here because it was too hard. And I uh, so I just sat there and got worse and worse and, and madder and madder and sadder and sadder mm-hmm. until my the stream is like you know this isn't this isn't fun to watch you. You're not having fun. <laughs> I'm not having fun. I hate this game so much. <laughs> I never. It's, it's like I when never, I was a kid, and I'd be rage quitting on my game, and I'd hear my mom's like hollering from the other side of the house, like, "If you, if you're gonna get mad, I'm turning it off." Yeah, yeah I've heard that many times. <laughs> I, I never beat. I never beat. Uh, I think it was like Sonic and Knuckles, uh, uh, Ninja Gaiden, and uh, Mega Ninja Man. Ninja is ridiculous. It's not worth. Uh, yeah, I think well, it's impossible. And, Mega Man X, and I have the Super Nintendo Mini. Mega Man X is awesome, though. It is. So I have the Super Nintendo Mini, and it had Mega Man X on it, and I finally beat that because it has the um, the save state thing. You know, you yep. can jump back yeah. and do it. Yep. So I finally, I finally beat uh, those two games because I had the the a Sega Genesis thing for for PlayStation as well, and then I just found Ninja Gaiden on my Switch on the S on the on the NES. You know thing that it has on there mm-hmm. and i was doing the same thing and i just played it through one night uh maybe like two weeks ago and i i i found it it was raining i think it was when the when the hurricane was coming through i'm like i'm just gonna play this game and i made it all the way to the very end and i could not beat the last guy and i was doing the save state thing yep just constantly because there was yeah, no way then, i was gonna make then, it if you if you died you had to start everything yeah you had to start yeah it was and that was all games are legit broken like they were just released <laughs> broken, you know. They're not. They're 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 not well designed. Well, when you climb, that, that was back in, in the day when you know not a lot of games were designed. They were they were breaking into new frontier. In Ninja Gaiden, you climb up a ladder to the top of the screen, and when you you know it it goes to the next window, the next screen. If you're pressing a button, the ninja 
will fall off the ladder (laughs) and then into the pit and die. And that was like half of my, my save states because, Oh no, I'm still climbing the ladder when I need to not be touching anything. What was I doing? Pushing up while on the ladder. I was on the ladder. Yeah. (laughs) Ridiculous. Um, Okay. I have one more question before we move into our 10 questions. You and I were talking about something, uh, before we started recording yep. and it was, I thought it was so great. I wanted everybody to hear it. And it was your theory about just how crazy things are right now. And this, uh, what you think is really going on behind the scenes. Okay. So here, here, you, you guys know that when you look out into the world through, through redeemed eyes, or you look out into the world through eyes, so it's even, even a hint of maturity. There, it's insane. There's people believe insane things. So here's my theory: there's a cabal of incredibly wealthy people, and I'm talking like bajillionaires, that sit around in a room. They meet about once every six months, and they bet each other that they can make people in the world and entire countries, entirety of North America, believe insane things. <laughs> and so, my, I figured this out a while back because. That's been a known thing for a while. Have you ever visited the conspiracy Beast group? Because that's been a known thing. Well, I, I'm just, I, yeah, I'm, I'm saying like beyond Illuminati. Like these people, like, <laughs> someone will say. They're Illuminati like, 2.0 or ultra, I bet, ultra Illuminati. I bet you a billion dollars I can make everybody in North America wear poop as a decoration. And they will walk <laughs> around wearing poop. And the other, the other rich guy will be like, no way, that's impossible. You, you can't make people like venerate poop so much that they put it on a hat and their shirt. You're crazy. And sure enough, six months later, they use all their little whatever influence. And all the kids are wearing rainbow sparkle poop. And all the adults are wearing poop hats. And everybody's got poop all over them. And the rich guy's laughing. And then the guy goes, I bet you. Okay, here's another one. Here's $2 billion. I bet I can make everyone stop believing that there's such a thing as boys and girls. <laughs> and goes, what? That's fundamental. That's the that's literally biology. People walk around having certain pieces that other that the other one doesn't have. How can it's impossible? It's impossible. Okay, fine. Two billion dollars. I bet I can do it. And then suddenly you start to wonder. Okay, how somebody's how out we, two billion? How do we not know that there's boys and girls? What is what happened here? And so I just <laughs> every time something like super bananas insane starts to happen. I started thinking, well, they just met. They must have just met. And this is the new thing that's, <laughs> that's coming down the pike. Yep. Uh, see, now we know how conservative prof gets all those uh, students to do all the work on his uh, <laughs> yep. profile now. I I bet you uh, Justin Trudeau's behind. He's one of those billion billionaire people <laughs> <laughs> doing it, too. I don't know. I don't, well, I, I don't Maybe know. working for him. Yeah, but I don't know if he'd be that. I don't think he's smart enough to be able to do that. <laughs> I bet you Elon Musk is one of those people, though. It could be. He's funding them. <laughs> definitely. Jeff Bezos for sure. Oh, no, yeah, definitely oh, him. Yeah, yeah. He, Elon, he is I, you the know, guy. at least Elon is is the kind of guy that I, you know, he's he's at least on you, Twitter. You, could, you, you know he looks at Reddit, you know he plays video games. There's at least a little bit of reality to him. But as soon as you literally start basing your life on Dr. Evil from the Austin Powers <laughs> movie, right. you've lost it. You're done. Yeah. <laughs> well, and you know, you gotta, you got. There should probably be a skit off of that idea, and having Jeff Bezos coming in and saying, "Look, here's going to be my bet. I bet you that after I go to space, people will start writing a petition for me to eat the Mona Lisa." <laughs> <laughs> 
just see what that conversation just see what that conversation is like yeah get one of those billionaires on it okay let us uh move on to our 10 questions okay i really miss donald trump who was that the sound clip that's the uh i I miss donald trump it's a it's a spin-off of i miss adam ford still (laughs) so That was when all this stuff happened. Okay. Our first question here is, uh, and we'll do these kind of rapid fire. Uh, what's your B origin story? How did you make it into B and not the B? Oh, uh, uh, my dude. Uh, what the heck's his name? You had him on the show. I, uh, I don't want to say his real name. I, I'm trying to remember his handle. Nutshell. In nutshell. Uh, he, he reached out to me because I was belly aching about about how social media is the worst and and people suck and nobody likes me and and uh, no Christian. Go eat worms. And people he's like, suck. They really I got a do. thing. I'm part of this this elite club. You should totally join it. And he threw me an invitation. Huh? And you cool. thought it was going to be the billionaires club. I oh, thought for oh. sure. Like I, I'm like I'm gonna own this place in like six weeks. They're gonna they're gonna turn me into a saint. And it didn't work. It didn't work out. Sorry. <laughs> right. um, how do you manage all your not to be notifications? How do I manage them? Yeah. yeah, I don't. I, how do you, don't how do you clear the red dot? I don't. I don't get as many as you guys do. I'm. I'm small <laughs> potatoes. Okay. I turn it on in the morning. I have seventeen. And <laughs> that would be a dream for me. It's there's there's a bunch it's, of likes. There's about seven likes from the last thing I posted, and then there's a bunch of updates from people that are my friends. And I got like seven friends. So I mean, it doesn't take long. It's probably because you just need to follow more people. That's probably what the problem is. Maybe we we we, we get a lot of notifications, but it's because other people are posting stuff, not because they That's like true. their stuff. Also true. <laughs> so what what is your a uh, little bit of humble bragging there? Right. Mm-hmm. What is your favorite podcast or reliable source of information? It's a place something you trust. Oh, it has to be a, a the podcast that that I trust. Yeah. Uh, or that you just like you just like going to because like, you said you said what's your favorite podcast i'm immediately like, having all the fun ones right but you, you mean like like a real one uh yeah. a serious one like, uh like not fake news briefing uh no doubt it can be a fun one i don't know why he wants to be so serious just well i guess that was the original intent of the question but well it's like either favorite podcast or reliable source of okay but the so fun one's called it. good job brain go look for because not brain. everybody listens to podcasts so that's why true, we had true. okay the- what what is good job brain real quick? Good job brain. It's uh four people sitting around the table doing trivia. Ooh, I like that idea. It's awesome. It's so good. They're they're I funny love, in there and they're, they're I love clever the name and of it. I love trivia. I love mm. the name of it. It's big brain. It's big brain time. But it's it's the only podcast I've ever bought a shirt from. Yeah, yeah. We need to get a shirt. Y'all need merch. I got merch. You need y'all need merch. Ooh, I don't even know the first thing I'm getting into merch. Just ask me. Give me a logo and I'll put you on my store. Mm. There we go. This was, sponsored, after. this was sponsored by Christian Ninja. <laughs> hey, we're in ministry. Like, wait, is that a thing or is that just some random ninja guy? <laughs> no, that's it. Yeah, just a random. Yeah, no, it's just just a guy. <laughs> just some guy that lives out in LA, just an R2 running across the streets, throwing t shirts at people. <laughs> um, so, what is your favorite not to be group? You can't pick your own. If you only the viewer, own, if okay. only the listeners you, you could can, see his you, face. You can pick your own. It's okay. We let no, others. No, I like because I, I I really like the uh, 
I really like the Minecraft group. Uh, just that they're they're not they're not super active. It's just because you ask them a question and they they really do know their stuff, and so they they help you out. Uh, so that I mean, they're they're super helpful. The um, biggest thing that I've ever done on Minecraft, and it's not online. It's just something I do because I play the Xbox version. Um, and currently, my children have broken all my controllers, so I can't really play right now. Hmm. But I created a world where doing you know creative mode um where the only way to get to my windmill in the sky um like you know kind of like um the feel good ink uh mm-hmm. music video um i would have a house at the bottom but there's no ladder to it no nothing the only way to go to go to was to go through the nether portal at my house at the bottom and then travel through the nether world to the other portal that i had set up to the um to the windmill Over, sky yeah. which oh, yeah, yeah. was a lot more difficult than i thought it was going to be when i decided i was going to do it because it actually required a bunch of square geometrical math the way it's designed you were in because, minecraft using a bunch of squares weird i know it <laughs> very very strange yeah, and shout out by the way to instant pots and pressure cooking group because man i needed them they were they were helpful with the instant pot stuff they are great Ooh, I need to tell my wife that we got one recently. Instapot? Instant yep. pot. Instant pot. They are two different things. I want them the to same. be the Instapot because it's easier to say, but I have to say instant pot. Yeah. Okay, that's weird. Um, oh, you think that I was always just assuming they were the same thing. So this is news to me. And uh, my wife's probably going to be like, <laughs> they, no, they, they, they are the same they're, thing. They're the same thing. They're the same they're, thing, they're not, but they're, they're two different brands. Yeah. yeah. They're totally different. I'm like okay, whatever. Um, do you have a just, life? Just make just make me food. That's do you have, uh, no, <laughs> here's a, not anymore. I hold gave on, it hold on. It was channel. supposed to be. Do you have a life outside of not the bee? That was supposed to be the. Question. Oh, do, oh, uh, uh, some somewhat, I guess. Oh, honestly, the uh, uh, like when I do something, I throw myself into it a thousand percent. It's the only thing I think about, and it's all I want to do. Uh, I try to learn everything possible about it, and I try to you know, become an expert. And then to the point where I want to be able to answer every question that, that anybody can ask me about it. And so I tend to tend to hit it pretty hard. And so that's what I've been doing for the last, for the last six months. And so no, I haven't had a lot. I mean, not just COVID. Like I was, I was doing COVID before COVID was cool. It's, <laughs> it's, it, that's sort of how I roll. I've got, uh, I got uh, a bunch of kids. I got four kids. I got a wife who'd married for about 23 years. So it's uh, yeah, it's pretty, it's something. Uh, but, but no, I haven't seen him in a while. <laughs> <laughs> they're up there. They're upstairs somewhere. They're up there somewhere. Yeah. I hear him yeah. stomping around now and again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, do your family and friends know of your online persona at the, not the B? Nope. Nobody knows I'm on not the B. Like I, I, the, the it's, it, which I'm kind of glad about because it's, it's sort of a cloistered environment of, of like my own special little crowd. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's yeah. so it's, it's, I like, uh, one of the neat things about not to be is, is that it really is, it is a closed loop. You know what I mean? Like it's, yeah. it's a bunch of really special people that have been handpicked and invited that get it, you know, they're on there. And then when, they, if they don't get it, they get, you know, smacked down pretty quick. And so it's, it's been, it's been uh, 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 nothing but a positive experience. If you don't get it, you're immediately anathema. <laughs> I will say this though, the, the, uh, the amount, like I'm a Canadian and I'm not a news guy. So it does make the, a lot of the posts extremely repetitive 
mm-hmm. know, because y'all got like one thing that comes up and you just chew on it, chew on it. And I'm like, come on, man, show me a cat poster. Give me, <laughs> give me a meme. I need something other than stars and stripes and, and some sarcastic comment about the president. Anything else, please. Yeah, I do. I do try to make sure if I post a news article that I found on the internet to, to like make like, did anybody else post about this? And if they didn't, then I'll try to post it. But it doesn't always work. Sometimes somebody will have posted it already. But hmm. uh, name drop a famous person or celebrity you've met. If you say Mario, you're getting kicked off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I know this is a podcast and therefore dead air is a bad thing. And I know that the, uh, the editor is going to be like, what do I do with this section now? Do I leave we, in the part that we, he's talking we, about the silence? Do I, we just leave it in. Do I cut that part out? Because I mean, it's, it's part of what he was saying, but it's also part of the part where he, he was saying that he has nothing to say. So do you leave that part in or do you cut that part out? So I'll leave that to you, editor. Um, the, I don't know. I've never been anybody famous. Uh, uh, Arlen, uh, uh, Arlen Salte. Uh, is that his name? Oh boy, Salte. Our, uh, our. He might be Arlen, salty after Arlen he Salte. Arlen Salte. He, he was a. So back when I was in high school, the the his 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 rock group was just like it was so cool. He sang rock and roll about the uh, the 16th century Martin Luther, and he had all kinds of really this really cool. So I I met him because my dad was. The guy helped bring him to town. Yeah, Arlen Salte. Arlen Salte? I want to Google that now. Just make sure I got his name right. I'll have to check him out. Uh, true strength. Let's see if y'all know anything about him. No clue who that guy is. Um, the, oh, yeah. That's him. Arlen Salte. So one of the cool things about him is uh, there was a, a ministry in everything called Breakforth, which was a gather a huge gathering of, of Christian uh, music people and became just gigantic. He's one of the guys that started it. Yeah. Cool. So yeah, no. yeah, he was uh-huh. he was great. He I still have his album. I still sing his, his hum his songs sometimes from like a zillion years ago. That's gonna get stuck in your head now, I'm sure. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Make no mistake. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So uh, what is the significance of your handle slash avatar? Why the ninja? Why Christian Ninja? Yeah. Okay, so uh, a while back. I was doing some devos in Matthew chapter six, where uh, Jesus talks about, you know, don't let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. If you pray, you know, go into your closet. Um, the, the, when you get, you know, the, the, the stuff that you're, that you're supposed to be doing as a Christian that nobody's supposed to see. And I started wondering about how much more there is to that. You know, is how many things in the Bible is, does, does are important Christian stuff, Christian disciplines that no one's supposed to see. And so I started chewing through the Bible and looking through different different passages, and that became a book. Uh, it became a book called uh, Art of the Christian Ninja, which I was working with a comic artist because I wanted it to be interactive and a little bit more interesting than just because it was just going to be a little Bible study. It wasn't going to be a whole book book. Just it was meant to be like a, a workbook kind of thing. And I, I it, the thing that grabbed grabbed me was the fact of how secretive it is. How do you, how does a Christian live in such a way that they can so radically alter their environment? change politics you know change their entire uh their entire world be, be so effective on the planet that 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 things move in seismic amounts but nobody knows they did it because they're a person of prayer because they're a person of service because they're generous but nobody knows they did it and i think those are the people that uh those that's where the term that's where christian ninja came from oh i was kind of thinking you were going to be throwing like ninja stars but they're like ninja crosses <laughs> I have a really cool poster. 
that he's doing just that. He's throwing Bible verses. So, okay, I know you got a side <laughs> camera. Do you think you could do that side camera and we could see it right quick? Yeah. Or is absolutely. that not uh, is that uh, up? He is currently pulling down the poster. Yeah, so we the side camera it. must not be up right now. Oh, that's cool. That did you now? Cool. Did you uh, did you draw that or? No, I, there's a. I, I went downtown where I live, and I actually asked one of the tattoo artists in town, and I said, "Okay, listen, can you draw a ninja?" He's like, "I don't know, maybe." I can draw a dragon. Uh, and I'm like, cool. How much would it cost for you to drive, draw me a ninja, a dragon, and some uh, him throwing some stars? And he's like, 40 bucks. I'm like, go for it. And that's what I got. Oh, nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, you definitely want to get that on paper before you get that on skin. <laughs> <laughs> he's a super nice dude. I don't think anybody's ever met a tattoo artist that was not nice. I don't know if it's a requirement for the job just to be nice, or if you just get all the rage out by hurting people and shooting them with needles, needles all day. So you end up nice. Ooh, maybe yeah. that's maybe those should be the. I'm people sure having their customers the in sometimes very vulnerable positions and also sometimes not fully conscious. Um, <laughs> you definitely like have to be nice mm. because the situation could probably change in a drop of a hat. True enough. Um, so what, here I got I got this next one here. What yeah, that's right. This this is a question that was then uh, uh, recommended by. Uh, one of our listeners. It's funny because it's true. Yes. He suggested, uh, what is your favorite Babylon B story? <sighs> Editor, leave in all of this silence. And the breathing too. <sighs> the, a while back, like, and this would have been uh, probably about three, four or five months. I started to get a little, a little um, frustrated with some of the things that, that I was, I was seeing online and I was getting, you know, no, they would, Oh man, that would have been like nine months ago, maybe. And, uh, I, uh, I posted online and I'm like, I'm so frustrated with, with some of the stuff on Babylon B. This person said something. And like, like I, I kind of, I kind of like, uh, it was a little bit of a beef with me and I kind of engaged with the beef and immediately, uh, I had about 10 people that didn't come in with, how dare you, you're new, this guy's awesome, you suck, but came in with, have you thought about this? And maybe this is what they meant. And, and uh, here's, here's a way that you could be right, but you also might be, you might be wrong and check out. He was actually just using the comment generator. And I'm like, I'm, I'm like, wow, this, this, this environment, this, this not to be environment is so different than every other piece of social place in social media I've ever been because they returned for my, you know, my, my grumpy, they returned grace and they returned wisdom and they returned uh, openness and opportunity for, for growth. It was, it was, it was a, it was a nice experience. It was a good little, a little smackdown that I got from a bunch of people that clearly, you know, were trying to show God's love to somebody who shouldn't have posted when he did. Well, I mean, yeah, I was, I was going for, I was going for a, you know, a funny headline from the Babylon Bee, but you took it in the serious vein from the, not the bee. Well, that's <laughs> why it's wrong. not the bee. Sorry, dude. It's okay. I didn't understand the question. <laughs> it's all right. That was no. That's actually a, a great story to advertise to. Well, just and that's great why the I website like it the is. way that way because you know if it's not if because we, we have plenty of users who are not as much into Babylon B, but they're much more in the discern not to be variety. So I yep. like that we can 
also add that to that to to what their favorite experience was or mm-hmm. their favorite story. Plus, I have a, a a sickness where I can't remember jokes. I, I I can hear jokes. I can understand they are jokes, but as right. soon as I, I I want to repeat them, my brain shuts off. I don't I don't have jokes up there. I got all kinds of other knowledge. It's up there, just no well, jokes. What about what about dad jokes? I mean, the only on the spur of the moment because I'm so darn clever. But no. I, I think I'm saying, that, coming up. That with should them. be like I remember someone was asking like, what makes a dad joke a dad joke? I was like, when a dad tells it. True. Sure. So I mean, I think I it's just, I, 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 too, if you want to hear it. I, 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 I think it's just you know just being a dad, like you just gain this ability. Just dad like jokes? No, 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 no. See, people poop on dad jokes like they are 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 bad. They are a learning. They're their learning tool. The reason that dads tell these jokes is because we recognize that our children child, children are going to get into the world and they're going to be tried to be fooled. They're going to be tried to be tricked. The world is trying to get them manipulate them. And the way they're going to do that is through language. They're going to do that through thoughts. Therefore, we, as their first safe space mm-hmm. to allow them to uh, to in- experience the world, we take it upon ourselves in the same way that we, we, we're their first bully. We're their first you know person that gives them a little push. We're the first person that pulls the football away because we want them to understand this is kind of how the world is and we're going to be safe. It's going to be fun. But we do it through dad jokes so we can of go okay let me twist your brain in this concept let me push your brain in this direction let me help you understand that the world isn't the way you see it but i'm going to let you see it in a different direction when they go when they actually get the joke it's like you get this moment of maturation in them you can be so proud because they got it and if they don't get the joke you get that dad moment of being able to go let me explain it to you kid because i'm smarter than you and i'm older than you and let me be the dad in this situation so it's a it's it's a double win and it's and it's an amazing tool I don't think anybody should should denigrate dad jokes. They're great. That's probably the best explanation that I've heard. The unfortunate that it's not true. I do it because <laughs> I lo- because I like to just mess with people. Thankfully, my children aren't old enough yet to deal with that. But uh, you can bet your butt, I just like to annoy my wife. <laughs> I just like but how funny they are because they're not supposed to be funny. I just love. I, well, I just love getting the reaction. You know, but the, when she's the, annoyed, the, the, the annoyed reaction, and it's yeah. just it just fuels my I don't know what you call it, but it just it just fuels that fire to just continue to just pick and yeah. annoy and. Yeah. But when she is annoyed, you feel free to use my explanation to to tell her why that you were actually trying. Oh, to absolutely. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, yeah. What I'm actually going to say is I'm going to say, look, <laughs> this uh, a man of God. Hmm. Uh, yes explained it this way you know preacher you can use the word preacher that's, that's right preacher <laughs> yeah. minister right. of the word yeah that's right right he has his mdiv so <laughs> um now what is your favorite denomination and why is it presbyterian because of the structure uh the way that they they have organized their authority structure it, the so many other churches and so many other groups have a uh potentially destructive even poisonous uh way of that the way that their their leadership can be poisoned and i think the presbyterian church has designed their structure in such a way that there's more accountability and there's more uh authority there's more ability for the pastor to be the pastor the and to be protected from from satanic wolves in the congregation wow you have received some ecclesiastical abuse we my uh brother uh his father-in-law um he's always been baptist minister but he started looking into the uh uh to the presbyterian uh form of government uh, just, just to, salivate 
just, well, just because, you know, he's, he's experienced that where someone will get offended by one thing and will basically rebel rouse the entire church to kick you out. It's, you I know? mean, the, I, I appreciate where the Baptist, you know, that kind of theology comes from. I, I get the, you know, the, the, the saying to the believers, um, but the, you know, a group of people is a group of people. And I, I strongly believe in the importance of authority and eldership and, and that God puts those people in place. And the fact that a group of people can be, can decide to put a, if they want a kitten to preach on Sunday, they, they can go get one. They can vote the pastor out, put a kitten on there in front of the microphone and be completely within their, their rights as it constitutionally. It, it, it's, it can be abused. Is all Absolutely. I'm saying. Well, and not only does it, uh, um, keep safe the, uh, the tyranny of the congregation from the pastor. It also keeps the congregation shape, uh, the congregation safe from the tyranny of the pastor as well. Mm-hmm. Um, just mm-hmm. by the way it's designed, you have the checks and balances that both sides, either the pastor or the congregation have an appeal. That it can, can be hard to, to have it a third party to go and look yeah. and figure out what's going on and what's not, not who's right, and who's wrong, but how can we resolve this? And if we yeah. can't, what's the next step? It can be hard to be a brave pastor, a brave preacher in an environment where offense can get you turfed. Kicked up. Yeah. You know? well, it can, can make you lose your livelihood. Because because it's okay, come to our church. We'll vote you in. We love you. We want it. We want you to be our elder. We believe God brought you here. Uh, here's the house we provided for you. So you have no equity. And you are 4,000 kilometers away from home, so you have no family surrounding you. And now this group of people, if you don't impress them enough, if they're not happy enough, there's a chance that they could just decide to turn on you. And the thing is, you don't know that they're a, 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 a sick congregation until you're deep into it. You know what I mean? And they're right. not all like that. There's some awesome, amazing co- congregations out there. But if you pass through a sick congregation, you don't know it until you're until you're way deep into it. And if if it has that that sick abuse, uh, sick uh, um, structure that mm-hmm. there are people are in leadership that are clearly are are you know demonic. You, you would definitely like the uh, the Will Long episode. He actually uh, is part of a ministry that deals with. Um, uh church uh government and um uh congregational and pastoral relationships mm-hmm. so. well, and, and and i gotta be real careful because I, it's it's easy for me to speak out of pain and right. to and to speak against the bride of christ and lump them all together and stuff so i gotta be real careful because one of the ways that you you they know you're a christian is because you love christians you love being around them you want right. the best for them the uh the way that you are you demonstrate your love for for others the way that you demonstrate the holy spirit within within you is how you love the brothers and sisters in christ that are, that are part of you part of your life and when you start getting upset and start you know going onto a podcast and say you know saying that the that the bride of christ these christians these people are bad people all satanic and i was the only one that was right it's a re- it's a real dangerous thing to do and so i want to make sure right. that i that i don't uh i don't be that guy right see it's real uh presbyterian's pretty cool um and w- one last question um before israel has a chance to speak on the, that subject um what food would you think is the result of the fall celery celery <laughs> it, it that's easy because it is a weed and someone decided to start eating it <laughs> that's 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 the one's not even that's i could probably find that one in the bible if i look hard enough celery so, 
So what? So what about Ancelot? No, it doesn't have celery. Yes. Then no. What about celery salt? No. What? How can I express to you enough? Celery bad. You're you're like the guy who's who said who's addicted to porn and is like, okay, but what if I just look at the Sears catalog? What if it's just in a movie? What if it's part of the plot? I only watch it for the plot. This is you, dude. And you're talking about this, and it's serious stuff like celery. Wow. Frank and that celery got, was that, a that, got, guy. that got deep real quick. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> I think we, I think we should just end it right there. Then celery. <laughs> you <probably should>. yeah. <laughs> celery. <laughs> I think you should. Well, oh man, that, that is all I, the time. I didn't know it was going to get so heated. Yeah. That well, that is all the time that we've had for now. Um, don't eat any celery. But thank you so much to uh, right. Christian Ninja for for coming on with us and for. Uh, sharing with us his ministry and all the the various places that you can follow him and on not the be as well um just great to hear that you are reaching out to this uh an overlooked group of people um you know that they're they need christ just as much as anybody else and it's just amazing that you have an opportunity to meet them not out and about but where they are right then and there whether they're at their home or they have their phone tv Whatever, just an incredible, incredible use of the gifts that God's given to you. So thank you very much. I can't thank you enough for having me on here. It was, it was such an honor to get the invitation and to be able to sit and talk with you guys. Thank you so much. Well, we appreciate well. you coming on. All right. All right. So, Kirk, take it away. A special thanks to our guests for joining today and letting us get to learn a little bit more about you. Thanks to Nobody for editing our show and Dan and Adam for making this awesome site. Remember, be active and be social. You can message us directly with questions, comments, or suggestions at Israel or at FNH on the podcast page. Be sure to click or smash that subscribe button to subscribe to the show. You can keep the conversation going by joining our official Not The Bee social podcast group. Make sure to check out our Discord channel as well. Remember, pray for one another and for the gospel to be preached. Coming from the land of golden bathtubs, thank you for joining us. And we'll see you on Not The Bee. I'm Kirk Braun at Flowerbed. And from me and the team, take care and God bless. Bye.